Hi everybody, welcome to the Afternoon Tune. I am your host Josh and with me are my two co-hosts. It's your boy Chase. And it's your boy Nick. Hi stream, my name is TB. <laughs> <laughs> Hi TB. Hi. How's it going Rose? Hello, pretty good. Thanks for having me. So Adrian Alcritico, you can find me with that name pretty much everywhere. Uh, I work for oneofus.net or I do reviews for oneofus.net along with Rose. Um, but I also host my own show, uh, We Be Watching Films with my friend Jeff and we're really trying to, you know, get that going somewhere. So you could find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to a podcast. If you look up We Be Watching Films, you'll find this. Um, I- well, I've always watched streams like my whole life, basically. Well, not my whole life, but yeah, we got into it together. It was Sadie's dream to to start streaming and my do dream. YouTube and stuff like that. So <laughs> that's why we're doing it. Um, Twitch.tv slash baby girl Sadie's. Oh. Well, I do have my own channel. I followed you on it, but I don't stream on it. <laughs> I if you see a name that's just like why 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 that's that's TV. Yeah, that's, that's probably <laughs> he's TV. Smart. He's he's really good at rocket. So if you bully him enough, maybe he'll start streaming. <laughs> I streamed um I streamed like Walking Dead in the past just for a couple of friends, but that's basically it. Uh, yeah, I also contribute reviews to one of us, and I uh, hang out at the double toasted fan page on facebook and other than that that's that's kind of it i kind of don't have super huge presence outside of that <laughs> no one wants to listen to me that's not true <laughs> i can't remember the last movie i saw uh i think it was <laughs> didn't we do summer of 85 together were you on that one i was not on that one no mm. it was the other guy uh, I reviewed, you know what, that just popped up on one of us.net, uh, the new Kate Beckinsale film, Jolt, like oh, her return yeah, to action. Oh. Yeah, check out that review. Uh, I'm, I was kind of the odd one out. I wasn't a big fan of it, but everyone seemed to have a good time. So what do I know? I think mm. it's probably a good movie. Yeah, the, it looks <laughs> like the last one I did was uh, Good on Paper. It was the Eliza Schlesinger semi auto biographical comedy film that went really weird in the end. I've never even heard of that one. Mm. I'll have to listen to that for you. <laughs> is it is it Lena Headley or is it Lena Hetty? Heady, I thought. Heady, okay. So you're both wrong. Watch me be wrong. Fuck, we're I both swear wrong. I've heard it pronounced that way at least once. So. <laughs> Actually, no, I think it is Heady for sure. For 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 all of you for all of you people, Cersei Lannister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's who she is. So I want to bring up the fact I don't know his name, but this is from the same director. I found this out after the fact. This one, the same director as a movie called Big Bad Wolves. Have any of you seen that? Say, Israeli film. So that is like a super dark comedy about the worst part of humanity. And this is like an action comedy that wants to be a comic book. I just found it fascinating. That's like, this is the same guy. That's wild to me. Uh, with all that said, 
I thought this was all right. I'm down to jump onto anything that has Michelle Yeoh in it because she's just such a badass. And mm-hmm. you know, yes. and any movie that's like let's let's cast Michelle Yeoh is is okay in my book. Uh, the action in here, I kind of like that it ramps up. Like it starts with just like you're gonna, it's gonna be just kind of a standard fight. People are gonna get hurt. And then immediately goes into like slicing and people's heads getting crushed and ends off mm. in a in a actually really satisfying climax. I mean, I don't want to say I don't want to spoil it, but for the action that it had, I thought it was pretty fun. All that said, this clearly is trying to set up a a world, maybe a couple sequels, and I feel like there's only room to improve. And that's pretty much how I felt about it. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, I really liked it. I I think that um, the way it started kind of had you asking questions off the bat. So it's really easy to hook you in because you're like, oh, my God, what is she doing? Who are these people? Why is she doing this? Um, and uh, the, the action scenes I thought were really creative. They had really cool ways of using the space wherever she was each time. It wasn't just kind of like your stereotypical punch, kick. You know, she was using bowling balls. Sorry about the spoiler, but <laughs> I was like, this, yeah, I was like, this is so cool. And I'm not really one to like, like action movies. Y'all heard what I thought about Black Widow, but I think that's a completely different, <laughs> that, that's a different thing too. But um, uh, for someone who's not like super into action movies, this did a good job of like making me want to know more. And I also think, all, when you involve a kid who's very vulnerable, it's hard to not be like, uh, like trying. You have to see where it goes, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I thought the same things. Like, I thought it was pretty good overall. Um, the the acting was kind of like cheesy at times, maybe a little bit um, over the top. But um, what's it called? The, the the action I think was was the best part for me. Like super creative fight scenes. Um, the, the thing in the parking lot was really cool with like how they, um, drove around. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, you were vague. <laughs> it's vague enough, but, yeah. um, yeah, overall, uh, overall, I thought it was, I, I thought it was good. I think I'm going to be the sourpuss hold out on this, on this one and just say, I didn't really like it. <laughs> Damn. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now wait, Rose, you gotta all right, go in. I'm gonna let you go in. <laughs> I request uh, elaboration. It didn't work for me at all. I okay. remember just being blown away by the trailer and thinking, holy crap, this looks so cool. Uh and about ten minutes in, I was just like, Oh, oh no, no, never mind. It just <laughs> it, it's difficult to me like every single one of the dark action comedy gangster whatever films that came out post Tarantino you know blow up everyone wanted to try to ape that style and it seems like this one was doing exactly that same thing that also Netflix is very guilty of appropriately enough of just they, they look at things that are popular and say well hey we can do that we've got some money to throw around uh get this get that get that whatever they'll watch it who cares and yeah it just felt like someone trying to homage a bunch of different movies and not mm. very well. 
But didn't you like when the giant tooth splattered that guy's head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you make the movie for you? No, that was dope. Uh, <laughs> they took some really great actors. Because I don't think there's a bad actor in this movie, but most of them were bad mm. in the movie. Mm. The dialogue was corny. Their performances were like very stilted and unnatural. I know they're trying to go for like a cool, stylized thing where everyone talks in like code words and just has this very disaffected cold dialogue because they're all assassins but it was just I thought it was lame <laughs> so I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold you everything you did said was true but mm. I think the execution was a lot of fun and as soon as I was able to like turn my brain off because um, like you've seen this movie before like I'm not gonna hold you you've seen this movie before but I do think the yeah, execution even, of it. Even just this year, we reviewed a bunch of movies like this. We reviewed yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, stuff like Boss Level, stuff like mm. Nobody, that this is definitely taking a lot of cues from movies like that. Mm. But it's just, for me at least, it was a lot of fun. Just the execution of it with, um, with the action scenes. You have some mm. very creative solutions to like um, some fights um, and some predicaments that she finds herself in. Um, that I loved. Um, and the dynamic between her and the kid was kind of funny, um, especially because she does take this very like kind, motherly approach to her while she's killing everybody. <laughs> and she's trying to keep her out of this whole life story, uh, lifestyle, um, which I thought was very endearing um, for the character. Um, but yeah, as you guys can tell, I, I, I enjoyed it. For what it was mm. uh don't come into this expecting something like novel or anything no. um but it, it is a lot of fun um if you like say a john wick or if you like tarantino you know if, if mm. you ever find yourself thinking well I, I want something like john wick but not as good this is the movie for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I don't even like necessarily I, I don't I don't know if I necessarily want to say right. it's completely aping John Wick. Well, Just with the tone of this movie, um, and uh, C. Robert Cargill from Junk Food Cinema, he actually, I think he's the guy that coined this term, uh, was uh, crime fantasy. Mm -hmm. and, this is, and this kind of feels like what that movie is going for. This feels closer in tone to something like Nobody or even uh, Smoking Aces mm. than it does to... Yeah. Than it than it is a John Wick knockoff. Mm. No, I kind of feel that. I yeah. I mean I can't tell you like the last comic book I read. And I'm not trying to say like I don't read comic books. I just I don't <laughs> read in general. Um, but <laughs> I <laughs> I can't read. Yeah. Um, but I, this kind of just felt like well, this is trying to be a graphic novel. I mean, like mm. there are even mm. shots where it's like if you fit this into a panel, it's gonna look like. Mm. straight out of a graphic novel that yeah. being said i don't necessarily disagree with rose i mean every scene that was in action i was kind of tuned out i think i even got up a few times to go get a drink and i didn't feel like i missed mm. out on anything in mm. terms of like dialogue or plot like you know exactly where this is going you know exactly mm. where this is going when they set up the like the, the the library in the film where yeah. all the assassins get their weapons and stuff like that it's like gee yeah. i wonder if this is going to be the climax to the movie mm. and, you know lo and behold of course it is 
I, I do have yeah, one absolutely. thing to say about it in that it, most of the time it looked quite beautiful. I, I guess they, mm. they mm. blew their wad on the, the lighting and cinematography and stuff because that was always aces from scene <laughs> to scene. Yeah. Yeah. And the choreography yeah, the, is great too. The DP, the stunt coordinators, and the the cinematographer, they earned that paycheck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The entire time, this it's about that... Yeah, her mom was also an assassin that wanted to keep her away from it. So mm-hmm. she's really only doing it to like feel some kind of connection to her mom. Right. That's to the what point I read that performance as. Say the line, I never wanted this life for you. Mm. Take a drink every time they say that line. Whoa. That's a lot of cliches. And I felt that too, especially like it was very hard to watch her on screen at first because I'm like, oh, she's so like rigid and maybe she's trying mm. to play that, but it's just a little too much. And yeah, Rose did have a good point about the acting. And it's, I think when you're watching it, you just kind of, it's definitely something that as a viewer, we can't take too seriously because then it like definitely ruins mm. it, but it is very fun. I but. think like 20 minutes in though, you're just kind of get used to it and you're just like, just like in the same positions chase said where you know what you signed up for so well, i think yeah i think i agree with rose that the acting at least on karen gillen's part up until the point where lena hetty comes heady excuse me comes back into the movie i think she is very very stilted and very uh very straight faced but once lena heady comes back into the movie that's mm. when it really picks up for me yeah mm. But like with, but with soon, Karen Gillan's performance, oh, you it's shades of the same kind of energy that she has when she's playing Nebula in the Marvel movies. Mm, but yep. there, it it works. She just has this kind of dark energy about her that seems realistic to that character, and it doesn't come off as corny. Mm. But this time, I was just like, uh, can, can we get another take? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that might be the fault of the guy who directed it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, like this is like his first attempt around. at at doing an action film like i mean look up big bad wolves look up the trailer you you'll realize like that's absolutely nothing like what this is so maybe he just uh needs another maybe someone else needs to direct uh uh gunpowder milkshake 2 or whatever they're gonna call it oh yeah because mm. it's gonna happen <laughs> gunpowder milkshakes Oh, I was just gonna say, like, as soon as as soon as they hit the library and they started making book puns, I was just like, yeah, no, I know what we're in. Nope. I know, right. now. <laughs> <laughs> I know what we're in now. It's it's, it's a wrap. I'm good. My brain is off. I'm I'm just gonna have fun with this. <laughs> mm. I mean, I get what they were going for, but at the same time, I feel like that, you know, it just didn't work in the film. And like Adrian's to point, like maybe if you did have a better director who was capable of really working this style, it would have been better. Um, uh, so, you know, uh, for me, uh, just to give my initial final thoughts on the film and wrap up with just kind of a rating um, with Gunpowder Milkshake. So thought the movie looked good, thought the action scenes were very creative, the way they used some of the action scenes. I thought Karen Gillan uh, very good in the action scenes. I thought she was very good at doing the choreography. She does a good, you know, some very cool moves in it. Um, I think that I would want to say if this film was better, if they almost had like a lead in it that was Lena Headley, 
Um, you know, Hedy, uh, it was, she was the lead instead. Hedy. Hedy. I'm sorry. Hedy, yeah, damn it. Yeah. Um, so if she was the Cersei. lead. Yeah, if she was the lead instead, instead of Karen Gillan, I think the movie maybe would have worked mm. better, I think, probably. Mm. I think it would have probably worked better. Um, I think the aspects of it, you know, a lot of it is very familiar, but I think it kind of works well in that it just, it doesn't excel above its parts. Um, and it never really excels. Mm. Um, so, uh, Adrian, uh, you know, final thoughts on it, rating? Uh, oh, and I give it a, uh, a six out of ten, six and a half out of ten. Hmm. Yeah. I, I thought the action was fun, and I thought everything else was kind of like, you can totally miss it, and yet not miss anything. Mm. Uh, I'll give them points for a reference that they did to The Professional, which I thought was like, Mm-hmm. that's cute i got that they said no no women no kids really professional type i was like oh i get that reference um and aside from that i was like okay this is fun like they they kind of do their best action scene a little too early when and it's it's mm. when uh, karen gillen is like she just got injected with something that kind of paralyzes her arms <laughs> yeah and they do oh, something okay, really action- fun with that and then uh, at, at the end, it, it was cool, too, but I feel like it's not shot the best. Like, some of it's too close. Some of it has, like, CGI gore, which is, like, I've, mm. I will always take points away from a movie that uses or relies on CGI gore. Mm-hmm. But I would, I don't know, I'd see a second one if they kind of ramp it up. I mean, and it is only, mm. it, it, it would be dumb to not ramp up the, how wild this movie is, but... Overall, I mean, if Sam Hargreaves signs up for a se- if Sam Hargreaves signs up for a sequel, let's go. <laughs> yeah, or um, you know, you know who would I feel like who would do a good sequel to this is the team behind Nobody and mm. Hardcore yeah. Henry. Like, oh, like this kind of yeah. silly action yeah, seems Ilya like to be yeah, like Ilya. Yeah, if Ilya Nut. Yeah, uh, Netflix. Uh, give Ilya Nutshell Ilya... a call. Yeah, it was some name like that. I knew. <laughs> Um, but, uh, overall, it's, if you want to check it out, you're not going to waste your time, but if you want to miss out on it, you're also not going to miss out on much. Mm. I'd give this, uh, I'd give this two and a half out of five. Mm. Okay. I thought you were going to say out of ten for a second. I was like, man. I'm trying to do, like, fractions in my head. I was like, okay. fuck, why did I not study math? <laughs> uh, okay. Sadie's TV? Um, overall, I would agree with, um, with Josh, um, six out of 10 for me, uh, a lot of like missed opportunities in the movie, uh, lots of hits and misses, uh, weird stuff with, in the plot that like didn't kind of, didn't really make sense. Me and Sadie's were talking and, um, after, how do I say this without spoiling it? Um, when something explodes, <laughs> And then they don't go to check if, like, you know, there's something still there kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Or, like, why didn't she just check to see if she could recover something or, like, you know, go back with something? So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, but, yeah, the action was good. Uh, the acting, not so good. So, uh, I think that gets a six from me. Okay. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. yeah the same realm of things um it's 
it's definitely a movie we paused a few times because we were like, let's just go mm. on our phones and like take a mental <laughs> break. Yeah. <laughs> but when when there's like stuff going on and like you know you're kind of in the thick of these action scenes, however crazy they may be, with teeth like, are dropping down. Yeah, on people. tape my hands and be <laughs> like this. Like it's it's silly, but it's fun. So and I really like the little girl in it because I just thought she was awesome. And I think um, in it's it's hard to find a good kid actor, you know. Sometimes they're just very like, I am scared. I am scared of this. <laughs> but I thought she was good. So uh, for her, I give it a six point. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and the kid actor, uh, uh, I think her name is Chloe Coleman. Um, she was also in another kind of action film. She was in My Spy with uh, Dave Bautista. Um, so, because I, right. I thought she looked familiar. Yeah, because I was looking at it, I was like, this girl looks yeah, a lot I knew familiar. She, yeah, she looked familiar, but yeah. oh, damn, that movie sucked. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I just, I remember seeing trailers for it all the time. I never actually saw it. Uh, but she, yeah, she was in that movie with him. Um, cause I, yeah, no, I was like, this girl kind of looks very, very familiar, but, uh, yeah, so she, she was in that. Um, all right. So, uh, Rose, uh, you know, thoughts, final thoughts, rating. Uh, I really wanted to like it a lot more than I did. Uh, that's not mm. to say that there isn't anything good about it. Like I said, I already praised the kind of visuals and I thought the hospital fight scene was pretty darn clever up until the very last moment of where I was just like, all right, back to Looney Tunes, I guess. <laughs> Um, I give would give it a recommendation for someone who likes a uh, you know cheesy action movie this this exact kind of thing. I wouldn't even know what to call it, but if if you know, you know. Um, but going back to what you guys are talking about, like people you wish directed it. If I had to choose someone, I would want like Edgar Wright to take on. Oh yeah, like, I mean, yeah. He could do a lot with this exact same premise, oh, yeah. characters, everything, and make it what I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. So yeah, to try to give it a watch if the trailer piques your interest. Um, mm, and yeah. I, I think I would have to probably give it maybe a five out of ten. Five. Okay. Mm. The visuals are what save it for me. Mm. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Chase. Final uh, thoughts, Ray. For me, it's a fun six. It's a very fun six for me. Um, the story, of course, is not that deep. Uh, <laughs> the acting, of course, as we said, you know it. It's kind of cheesy, but I had fun with it. And if you're looking for mm. like just something to pass the time, uh, that is like just a good action film, I guess, or just good action in general. Uh, go ahead, yeah. And like you say, Rose, like this is my type of shit, like the stupid meathead shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um. All right, uh, Nick. Oh, what was your rating? Did you give a rating? So Chase? with me, Chase. Yeah, I said six. Oh, oh it's fun six. six. Mm-hmm. A fun six. Okay. I yeah. said fun I'm six. Not paying attention. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I, I sometimes I, I tune Chase out. I'm sorry. Wow. Well, stepping stepping on the goddamn Word. Asian dude Word. on the podcast. Stepping on the goddamn Asian dude. I can't get my point across. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead, man. My apologies. <laughs> okay. So for me. With this movie, there's like little flashes of brilliance in this. Like the some of the stunt choreography in this, it's incredible. The cinematography, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. And towards the latter half, once you get uh, Lena Headey interacting with the rest of the cast, some of those scenes are amazing. Their chemistry really works. And if you told me that you had a scene with Angela Bassett and Lena Headey screaming, 
fudge you to each other, and that was going to get a genuine belly laugh out of me, I would have told you to fuck off. But something about just how absurd this movie is works for me. Like, I love, um, I love when action movies get really zany, and almost becoming, uh, to your point, Adrian, like a live-action comic book, this is more like a live-action Looney Tunes for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just in terms of how absurd some of the some of the action is. Um, I do agree with uh, Rose that some of the acting performances, especially from uh, Karen Gillan, it's a little bit stiff in the beginning, but I read that more as a character choice than, than a failure on her part. Yeah. It's a very fun action movie, but... Honestly, just with uh, a lot of female-led action movies, it could have been a lot worse. We could have gotten something like a Charlie's Angels. Hmm. Hmm. Which one? Elizabeth Banks' Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Ooh. We could have gotten so much worse. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, but, yeah. yeah, for me, it is a little slow at the beginning, but... Once uh, Lena Headey comes back into the picture, that's when it really picks up for me. But I'd say this is a strong six and a half out of ten for me. Okay. All right. So yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. Most uh, general thoughts around here were it was okay for the most part. You know, not really anything really great. But I think mm-hmm. general thoughts was it's, it's fine. You know, I think it's perfect to be on Netflix. Perfect to watch there. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's you know something that you could definitely pick up, and it's trending. It's number seven um, in the top ten on Netflix, so it is trending. It's been trending for a while now because cool. um, this movie's been out for at least uh, over a week now. I would say this movie's been out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think I think the best way to watch this is like a double feature with something like Boss Level or Nobody or yeah. even Smoking Aces. Um, I hate Smoking Aces, but uh, maybe Nobody and and then this, <gasps> I, I hate Smoking Aces. I truly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, I don't have some words about that. Yeah. Um, so Rose. In the parking lot. Uh, Rose has to head out. Um, Rose, if you just want to introduce yourself, just one more time, just say your name mm-hmm. and then where people can find you and your. I mean, if you want people to find you, uh, but just find your reviews and links and things like that. I want to pimp that real quick. Uh yeah, I uh, Rose Maddox. You can find me doing reviews for oneofus.net and also doing admin duties for the Double Toasted fan page on Facebook. And I will see you there or not. <laughs> okay, very much so. Uh, thank you so much, Rose, uh, for coming. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Thank you. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you, Rose. Nice to meet you. Bye, Rose. Bye. Bye, Rose. Have a good night. Um, and Rose, Rose will be back. Um, she will be coming back um, in a couple of weeks. Uh, she's going to be doing Suicide Squad with us um, August sixth. So she's mm. going to be coming back. What? Dope. Uh, what, what? Did you have a stroke? What happened? What happened to you there? What'd you say? <laughs> no, I said what? That's yeah. awesome. Oh, okay. I didn't. Okay, didn't. I didn't understand you there. Um, yeah. So yeah, that is very awesome, Nick. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah. So she's going to be coming in and doing that with us, uh, with someone else. Um, uh, so uh, next up, we're gonna do um, we're gonna do Zola real quick. We're gonna do Zola. Uh, so me, Adrian, and Chase, we saw that. Um, Sadie's and TB, you guys didn't see that, right? No, we didn't. Yeah. we didn't see old either. Yeah. Um, if you guys wanna uh, stick around, because I know Chris is coming for the review. Zola, Yeah. So I. Yeah. So you guys is, must... is the name TD or TB? TB. TB, did you know you're in Zola? 
What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do him like that. Don't do him like that. <laughs> it's, just, it, it's it's literally the the way that you're wearing your hoodie right now. It's the only. You got a point though. You got a point. He's Dude, wearing that. The white t-shirt. I'm, I'm sorry. He too. <laughs> I'm sorry, he just looks like any corny dude in Tampa. Oh, see, you don't I wouldn't say that. What did, <laughs> you just kind of, well, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't, you just insulted the man personally. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. The man just coming on for a nice review, and then you just going to take shots at him. And do, what the fuck? Jesus, dude. <laughs> First the last time, this was never an option. Wow. You're sweating. You're sweating. Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, we're going to discuss. I think, I think, uh, Zola, I think, Sadie's, I think you would like the movie. Uh, I think you would enjoy it. Um, Hmm. You know, it seems like. Well, you might already love the movie if you've seen the the Twitter thread. It's about a hoe trip. And that's all I know about the movies. I'm like, yeah, probably I would like it. Yeah. Yeah. so in this movie, um, so this movie boasts that it's the first movie that's based off a Twitter thread. Um, so this is based on a true story. What happened? Uh, this uh, this woman, she met this uh, girl at a restaurant, um, and and these are her words. These are not my words. Um, you know what I mean? I just want to make this very clear. She said she met some white bitch. He's, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, you know, I have no discrimination against the white bitches. You know, no, no dis- discrimination at all. Why not? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> because, you know, you know, hey, man, you know, all lives matter, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. 100%. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. You know, so um, here you, you have this in this. Cut that out. Yeah. No, I keep, <laughs> leave it, you got to leave it in. Got to leave it in. You know, got to leave the mistakes in like that. Okay. Um, so here, so here, hey, the, I appreciate you taking your L's. Yeah, got, yeah, gotta leave it in there. Um, so here in this movie, so this woman, she meets her at this restaurant, which she works at like a kind of like a Hooters type restaurant, basically. You know, she comes in and they're literally they, Hooters. No, no, well, they don't say it's a Hooters. It's wasn't not, she in a no, wasn't she wearing a Hooters no uniform? All right, whatever. I think it was, it, it, it's discount hooters yeah it's like yeah. a it's a hooters adjacent type thing so it's i guess i mean i don't know hooters. if hooters it's like hooters but with like three o's to avoid a copyright uh, yeah it's, it was kind of like a hoot like a similar type restaurant like that so she's working there um and then she meets this woman um and they form kind of like an instant connection um they just start you know kind of forming talking to each other just really kind of getting along very well and they start really texting back and forth heavy after they start meeting. And when they start meeting and then texting back and forth and then throughout the movie, you'll hear like little sounds um, throughout the movie that you'll hear. Mm-hmm. And those like kind of little dings and little sounds mm-hmm. supposed to be like the Twitter notifications. So you'll hear that kind of throughout the movie. And that's supposed to kind of indicate like this actually was like the real part of the real Twitter thread that was put out that, you know, she said that actually happened um, and everything like that. And if you really want to read the Twitter thread, it's still up. And you can go read an article about like Rolling Stone did an article about the whole Twitter thread and things like that. If you are interested about it, which I did, because after seeing the movie, I was very kind of interested about kind of reading all about it. Um, And so when they start really going kind of back and forth with each other, DMing each other, texting each other, um, then the white girl, she comes up with a, a, a kind of a kind of an idea of like, hey, you know, I know this girl. She made all this money. You know, like five thousand dollars. You know, in one night at the strip club down there. You know, if you come, you know, why don't you come with me and my friend and my roommate? 
And then we come down there to Florida and we strip for one night and we make kind of five grand. So and, you know, the uh, the girl, she's kind of hesitant at first. Um, and, you know, the main girl, obviously, her name is Zola. So that's where the title of the movie comes from. And then the white girl of the movie, her name is uh, Stephanie. Um, so she's like, you know, that's where the whole trip kind of aspect comes up to. It's like, well, hey, you know, girl, we just kind of met and you already want to take whole trips together. So, but she eventually decides to do so, and then that's when they kind of take a, a trip down to Florida. So, I think it's best if you don't kind of <laughs> say much as possible about the plot, because I think it's best coming in as cold as possible to it, and kind of just letting kind of mm. the experience of kind of not knowing what's going to happen next kind of wash over you a little bit. Um, and with all the kind of A24 films, and this is kind of an A24 film, um, it reminds me similarly of something like good time or something similar to maybe like uh the florida project or maybe even kind of a little bit of uncut gems a little bit and i say that because Mm -hmm. with the films it's very like nothing can be funnier or more dangerous than real life and in these kind of real life Mm -hmm. scenarios especially when you're dealing with crime and stupid criminals and you know getting kind of these crazy situations i just find that endlessly hilarious like good time is like what is one of my favorite movies of the past decade uh, because of just the stuff that just happened in that movie. Um, so I'm just going to go around to Adrian um, and to Chase. What did you guys think about the movie? You know, you mentioned Good Time and Uncut Gems and other A24 movies. What it reminded me of that I wasn't expecting at all to make me think about, uh, like when seeing the trailer and stuff like that, was Under the Skin did you ever watch that one mm. with Scarlett Johansson? Oh yeah, yeah. This yes, and it, it doesn't. It's also partially because the the guy who did the soundtrack for the, or the score for this movie, uh, Michael Levy, he also did the soundtrack for Under the Skin. So mm. there are moments that the soundtrack, like it, it'll just be like the the pitch black road, and you hear this like otherworldly, really ominous music going on and i feel like throughout the whole movie there's this like there's this feeling like florida is just this other world that you shouldn't be a part of which is kind of how i feel about florida in general but uh, <laughs> i mean it, that it, was it, i mean that's just florida <laughs> yeah. exactly it, it that's, translates, that's just it, translates well. it, it it quickly descends from like what should be a fun trip into a, a a nightmare scenario essentially mm. and i i really dug it i didn't really know what to expect with this movie but i ended up completely loving this i thought it was hilarious i thought it mm. was scary at times uh, i thought it was um just really well made like, all, all the shots mm. in here are stunning they do stuff like they present like everything you need to know about stefani is within like one shot like okay Mm -hmm. this is exactly who this type of person is and they even do stuff like like there's a scene once they first get to florida and they get to the motel like this grimy ass motel i don't know if y'all noticed but there are these two kids just Mm -hmm. dribbling a basketball and they're just looped and it's like what the fuck is going on that's like oh this is the soundtrack just like moments like that it's like I love this type of filmmaking, and I wasn't expecting this, mm. and it floored me. I love this movie. Mm. Yeah, it's a film that definitely rewards you for paying attention to like the background, because there's a lot of like weird, like only in Florida type of characters that are just lurking in the background. Um, <laughs> a lot of very surreal like moments too that you're just like, wait, 
there's no way this is this actually happened. Like this isn't real. Like, um, and I think it does a good that. job um, mm. at playing yeah. with that sort of idea. Hmm. Yeah. About to say, Nick? Oh yeah, you think that yeah? There's no way that this could actually happen. But then you got to remember, yeah, this is in Florida. Yeah, no, it absolutely it's, it's, could happen. It's another world. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the two really leads here, you have uh, another world fueled by crystal meth and alligator meat. <laughs> um, and you have uh, Taylor Page here, um, who plays the titular character. She plays Zola. You have Riley uh, Riley uh, Keo, who plays uh, Stefani. Um, yeah, Ra- yeah, Riley Keo, who's been who's who's been popping up a lot. She's been in uh, she was in The Devil All the Time, a movie that we reviewed on the show. She was in uh, Under the Silver. Uh, Under the Silver Lake, I think, was another A24 movie. Mm. And she ends up working a lot with Steven Soderbergh. Mm. Yes. Uh, really? Oh. Um, mm. And you also have Coleman uh, Domingo, who's in this, um, who I've been seeing him pop up quite a bit as well. Um, he was he was in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, he was in that Michael B. Jordan mm. movie. Um, so I've been seeing him kind of... You know, he was up. in the Candyman trailer that probably popped up when you went to Candyman. go see this movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's also mm. going to be in the upcoming Candyman film as well. So yeah, he's been yeah popping up quite a bit in a lot of other stuff. So yeah, so it's it's good to see. And he plays a really good role in here as well. Um, you also have an actor named uh, Nicholas uh, Braun, um, who uh, Adrian roasted uh, TB with um, a little bit here uh, earlier. <laughs> he was looking like him. Um, so um, I think he has a, a kind of great role in this movie as well. He plays. Um, this kind of friend, I guess, quote unquote, of uh, Stefani, as you'll say, um, in this and I, oh, oh, oh my God, I just found on his IMDb page. You know who he was before that you would recognize him the most? Oh, uh, what is that? He was Zach Attack in Sky High. Oh, okay. He oh. was the dude that glowed in the dark <laughs> in Sky High. Oh, not oh, not you say <laughs> I that. Interrupt really quick. Yeah, I. So, so that guy Nick uh, Nick Braun, he always plays this character. I mean, outside of I guess Sky High, mm. but like in Perks of Being a Wallflower, he's this character. Okay. In fucking um, oh my god, I forgot what it's called, but that Ben Stiller Alien comedy, he's this character too. And and yet, <laughs> even though he plays the same guy all the time, I did not recognize that that was actually him. <laughs> until after the movie looking it up on IMDb. I, I thought he was great. Like, this guy is uh, kind of, like, prophetic, but in the funniest way. And, I don't know, so many of the side characters in this movie, just in general, they seem to kind of steal the scene every time they're on, especially Coleman Domingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah, so, I mean, so usually you're saying Nicholas Braun, he plays kind of, like, the dumb kind of guy a little bit. He, like, typically plays that role. Yeah, just the dumb. Look through his IMDb. It's always this dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because yeah, think... and uh, we and uh, we'd call him Simp. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I yeah, mean... <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's. It's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's. I don't know what he was doing there. I don't know what he thought he was doing there. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's under some spell. I mean, you know, it happens. You know, sometimes, you know, it, it, it affects, you know what I mean? I think, you know, it happens and affects you know, one in five men, I think I hear. You know what I mean? That's what the statistics say. You know he I mean? should have knew what was going on the second that she brought, <laughs> you know, you. I'm not going to spoil anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really wondering 
Well, I'm not. I'm trying not to spoil it at all. Once but like the Twitter thread, I'm pretty sure I saw the Twitter thread when it was like going around years ago or whenever it happened. So I feel mm. like I know what you're talking about. I'll definitely look it up after the movie though, just so I don't get. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you're around 2015, during like prime Twitter era, like when people were actually like making like threads, like full length like stories, like oh, this was one of like, the. A whole oh, like, one of the first. Stephen, like yeah, like Stephen <laughs> King novellas published yeah. on Twitter. Did yeah. you guys read the Dear David one? Slightly off topic, but that's like another good classic if you want to go into a deep dive of like, Twitter threads. Wait, which one? That's another one that's becoming a movie. Well, yeah. it's been in production for like a little bit, so yeah, that who knows when movie. that's going to be. It's basically about this guy who starts seeing this weird childlike figure in his house, and there's mm. lots of, um, you know, skepticism if it's real. I don't think it's real, but it's definitely an interesting story, and if they make it a movie, it would be, it would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you see kind of, you know, things like that. I mean, things from the Internet get turned into Netflix documentaries and films and things like that. So, um, you know, like there was that whole documentary, Don't F with Cats. That was a big thing that happened on the Internet. Mm. These people kind of doing an um, investigation like they did a whole kind of breakdown of this guy and trying to find him. And they found a serial killer. Um, I'm still I'm still trying to contact Netflix for Sadie's and the Stream Queens documentary. Um, they haven't returned my emails yet, but. <laughs> I'm I'm still working on it. I, I'll definitely I'll well, let you know. Yeah, I'm tr I'm trying to, I'm trying to you know help them get that Netflix deal, get that Netflix money, um, that Netflix bag. So I'm I'm definitely trying to help. Oh, them. You're the one oh. who called out people of like pretending that they had cancer or something like that. Oh my God! Yeah, that's us. So yeah, that was wild. Wait, Netflix, famous get that documentary right now. <laughs> Netflix, cut the check. Yeah. Wait, I wait, Mercedes, you're famous, famous. What the hell? I didn't. No, 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 no. I mean, it was a Tumblr thing. So another, like, if you're around the internet at that time, they it was very. Yo, they made they made a movie off a Twitter thread. We can get some shit made from Tumblr. Let's yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah. We'll be the first Tumblr movie. So. Yeah, that's you just get... funny that Adrian just came on. He was just like, "Yo, wait, I know this." <laughs> oh, I heard from the from the Black Widow episode. I'll be honest, oh, okay. like, that's where I heard it because, but I thought that was like, this is crazy. I need to hear more about this. Not Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I'll review the movie when it when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, who, uh, who would you want to play you? In oh yeah. Movies? Um. Okay. Scarlett Johansson. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Biggest, my Asian hero. Um, no, as one, two people told me this in my lifetime, so I've I've taken it to heart, and I'm never gonna let it uh, down. Uh, people say have told me I look like Olivia Munn, so hmm. I would say Olivia Munn. Hmm. I don't think I look like her, but people have told me that, so I'm never gonna stop saying that. Yeah, Olivia Munn is pretty. She's gorgeous. Yeah, Olivia Munn is very very gorgeous. Yeah. He's like yes, Japanese and white. I thought I was Japanese and white. Turns out I'm not. That's another story. I'm actually Korean. But <laughs> we oh. kind of all have the same. Oh, race. yeah, ScarJo. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> perfect casting. Yeah. Who would be? Who do you think would be TB? Nicholas uh, Braun. What's his kid? Nicholas Braun. Why are you even asking? Yeah. I'm sorry. What did you say? I'm sorry. See. Oh, no, I was just adding to. The no, I'm sorry. I, uh, I cut Sadie's off. What did you say, Sadie's? I'm sorry. Oh, it was a whole joke. Everyone laughed. I thought you were. Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought you. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry
Wampa, not as good the second. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, all right, so uh, so final thoughts, uh, Adrian and Chase, and give a rating for it. Uh, Chase, you go ahead and go first. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know. This is this is a wild movie. Um, mm. That's the that's the first thing I want to say. Um, I did enjoy it for what it was. Um, I I have to read the Twitter thread again because I do remember reading <laughs> it a while ago, but it, a lot of things. <laughs> happened that i don't remember (laughs) um but i do think that they do a great job in terms of adapting it um the surreal this the sort of surreal uh filmmaking is great um they kind of shot it sort of similar to the only film i can think of right now is kind of um like tangerine in in terms of like how they colored Mm. the outside shots Um, yeah that's very true the color grading it's similar to that mm. and it and it's shot almost in this like grainy quality that just makes it so surreal. Yeah, yeah, and a, a lot of the little techniques that they do, just like uh, with the, with the uh, the, the, to give like the the date and the time with like your your iPhone. Every mm. now and then there'll be like a rain or whatever. Yeah, the, um, the, I appreciated all those yeah, little they do, things. They do like the. Uh, that um that old sound that twitter used to have that like a tweeting bird that yeah yeah that pops in every now and then as a motif yeah yeah um but you know if it is real that's crazy (laughs) because you know there are certain points that i was just like look i can't believe these characters are actually successful like criminals um but you know it is what it is and i had a good fun time with it um i'd probably give it like a, a eight a light eight mm. um light eight. okay um but yeah adrian. what do you think adrian yeah uh, i really love this movie and i think it's because i kind of had zero expectations i remember mm. briefly skimming through the twitter thread when it's when it first popped up uh, i i remember everybody talking about how this is a crazy ass story and what this ends up being is like a genuinely cautionary tale about like you know be careful who you trust because even if you're into even if you're into dancing which i think is a great profession to get into i you might end up doing way more that you absolutely did not plan to do and it's a dangerous situation it's some scary shit uh so Mm -hmm. even if there are some things where it's like maybe this didn't happen i could totally see this happening just like mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, yeah, that isn't based <laughs> on a specific thing, but it seems like it could happen, especially mm. in Texas. Um, <laughs> the, the way that this film is shot, we've already mentioned, is just like absolutely stunning. Uh, they do some really incredible stylistic choices that like don't take away from the film at all. And also, mm. to the film's credit, it ends, I feel like, exactly where it needs to Mm-hmm. I, it, 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 so I think some people were complaining that it should have gone longer, but I think at mm. what ninety minutes, ninety five minutes, mm. this is barely. Like it's watch. it's like it's like an hour twenty six minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the yeah, official no. time listed. So maybe like an hour ten with credits, and that's yeah. that's exactly as long as it needs to be. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a wild, graphic, dark movie, yet it's also very very funny at times i mean like there's this mm. there's this character that we haven't even mentioned who 
maybe like an assassin and <laughs> they're hilarious like every time they're on screen it's like really funny yeah uh, and there's some crazy shit that does happen in this movie where it's like i i don't know what i was expecting but it wasn't that yeah. i didn't know i was gonna see so much penis but there it is <laughs> a full uh, montage right on that screen <laughs> yeah, yeah including montage. one guy where it's like my man, you gotta go to the doctor immediately. <laughs> that is. But you gotta go get that yeah, checked cre- out. Yeah, cre- yeah, creepy dick is not a not a not an insult. <laughs> That's a concern. Yeah. Uh, Riley Keough, she's been in everything, and hmm. this is such an uncomfortable performance because oh, of yes, how because realistic she, it is. Yeah, she's yeah. essentially doing she's essentially doing blackface without like any of the actual like makeup on mm. yeah it's like the most extreme use of aave that i've ever heard uh but it you know what it sells the character yeah mm. i could totally imagine this is the perfect who would this is the person who would get into this scenario yeah. i just i really did think everything was like great and maybe it's because mm. it's like under 30 uh, under 90 minutes that's like Mm. If it was any longer, I might have some complaints, but I don't. I love this movie, and I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. Mm. Wow, mm. 5 out of 5. Mm. All right. Cinema is back. Yeah. <laughs> A24 um, is coming in hot. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I love this movie. Um, you know, like Adrian and Chase. I, I'm, you know, mm. like I said, it very much reminded me kind of like something like Good Time, which I also really love. also really love things like Uncut Gems. Um, you know, that kind of dark humor that comes with this movie. Like you said, the, the relationship... Um, like Cole Domingo has with this, you know, other woman that you see in this movie is very hilarious. Um, you know, I mean, just that kind of those moments in this movie and how it can kind of balance both those elements of being very dark and then being also very humorous back and forth is also very enjoyable. Uh, great performances all around from everybody. Uh, the main actress who played Zola, um, she was fantastic. Re- uh, Riley Keough was very fantastic. Uh, their relationship, their chemistry, you know, really great. You know, how they kind of bounce off each other. Um, you know, Nicholas Braun, I think he's also very hilarious in this movie as well. Um, you know, so yeah, just great performances up and down from the entire cast. You also have great performance by Jason Mitchell, who shows up as well. Uh, people know him. He played Easy e in Straight Outta Compton. Um, you know, I think that, yep. um, you know, really great looking movie, um, as, you know, most A24 films tend to be. Um, and definitely a film that, you know, you should check out if you have the chance. It's on VOD right now. Um, highly recommend checking it out, watching it at home. And I would give it a strong uh, 9 uh, out of 10 for me. Um, I don't think I had any real mm. kind of big issue with this um, at all. It's a good, great pace uh, pace of the film, too. It's only, like I said, only an hour and 26 mm. uh, minutes. So it's very good pace as well. Um, all right. So um, Adrian has to head out. Um, hey, uh, oh, uh, so do I. Uh, I would, yeah, I would have to say, give it a, uh, you know, in honor of Adrian being here and Rose, one of us, I give it nine stripper poles uh, out of ten. Uh, in honor of that, <laughs> the one of us rating. Right yeah, on. yeah. So I feel bad because yeah, I'm not I'd, even doing I'd, it. I'm, I'm literally just doing numbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd say eight and a half fucking uh, gator bites out of ten. Yeah. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Adrian, you want to say just introduce yourself again, pimp your stuff, your links, socials, if you want all that stuff. Um, and let people know where people Good can thing. find uh, Twitter at Adrian El Critico, Instagram at Adrian El Critico. And if by chance nobody is looking, that's A D R I A N E L C R I T I C O, I think. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, you can find me pretty much everywhere with that name. Uh, check out We Be Watching Films on uh, pretty much everywhere. I like listening to it on Spotify when it comes out, and I'll usually drop the Spotify link. But uh, check us out next week. Uh, on Friday, we're going to be dropping an episode about our favorite A24 uh, horror films. So I'm excited for y'all to hear that. I, You know, I, I, I hate the whole, like, a24 cinema, Marvel is not, and A24 fanboys, elevated horror. Exactly, <laughs> and I try not oh. to be that guy. And I'm looking over here right now, and I even got the A24 lighter in my desk, and I completely forgot about it. So maybe <laughs> I am just that person, and maybe that's why I love this movie. But um, but yeah, you can find me there. Just check out We Be Watching Films. I would appreciate it. Okay. So. Thanks so much for having me, guys. This was yeah. fun. All right. You Thank, you. You Thank you. Thank you. What's up with that teddy bear in the back? <laughs> What's it? <laughs> the teddy bear we got there with the small head. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, if, if you would also like a tiny head bear, uh, look up Tiny Head Kingdom. Just Google it and you'll find yours right there, too. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Adrian. Thank you. Take care. Um, um, and then also, I have to head out too. Okay, um, I can't stay for Snake Eyes. No, I have to wake up mad early tomorrow. Oh, okay, um, but all right, man. It's been real. Uh, thank you, Chase. Um, thank you, man. Yeah, I'll catch you guys later. All yeah, right. absolutely. You, all right, man. Have a good night. All right, take care. Um, okay, so real quick, um, I just have to give somebody a call real quick. So I'm gonna bring in somebody else just real quick. So I'm just gonna. Uh, pull it off real quick. Um, so, Sadie's TV, what did you guys think about uh, the review? And, you know, if you're kind of interested to see uh, Zola or not. <laughs> wait, 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 say that again. Um, just if you, you know, what are your thoughts about the movie and if you are interested to see it and kind of experience and everything like all that. All about Zola? So, yeah, 100%. Mm. Based on what you guys said, it sounds strong. And, like, if, if it's the Twitter thread I'm thinking about, it was so long ago that I don't know like the entire ins and outs, but I remember just being like, um, and it just sounds like something that's um, a fun movie. I think that's like my general genre of movies. It has to be fun for me mm. to like it. And I, I think that's why, again, I liked um, Gunpowder Milkshake so much is because yeah. it was just kind of silly. Um, so, mm. yeah, I, I would be down to, to watch that for sure. And, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think with Zola that's, it's a fun movie, but it's almost like uh, an uncomfortable fun. It's like the same vibe that you get with something like Uncut Gems, where you're just like on the edge of your seat, tense for the entire runtime of that. Thankfully, Zola isn't nearly as long as Uncut Gems is, but I, I like almost couldn't breathe watching uh, Zola. Uncut Gems is like three hours. Yeah, it's like two and a half hours long. Yeah, it is the Adam Sandler. Oh my god! is asking if. Adam Sandler movie, yeah. I, I, was I in love another, that movie. I was in another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that movie's incredible. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I. I ah! Yo, what's going on, Chris? How's it going, man? Uh, hey, Josh. Not much. How are you? Very good. So this. Holy is... shit, Chris! You're, uh, you're. I'm pretty sure you're, uh, your character's thumbnail. I'm pretty sure we saw that dude in Zola. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I keep meaning to change that to something else. <laughs> I'm sorry to jump in here. We have to head out too. We gotta drive to the airport to pick up 
TV's okay. parents tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sadie's and TV. Yeah, thanks uh, for having us. If, if you two want to just, you know, say your names again and then pimp your stuff real quick. Go ahead, Pam. Okay. It's all me. TV is very <laughs> off the grid. Um, but if you would like, we stream on my channel on Twitch at Baby Girl Sadies every Wednesday and Sunday, or we're trying to anyways. Like, now that quarantine's kind of over, we're leaving the house a lot more, so we've been kind of off schedule. Okay. Um, we do a lot of horror games, puzzle games, story-driven games. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Mercedes H-I-T, Mercedes Shit. Okay, great. Thank you so much, guys. Um, and make sure to hey, look back. Yeah, make sure to look back and you know check out our review of old uh, when you get the chance. And yeah, once after we, we watch after it, we watch yeah. it on, for sure, both okay. on the list, and okay. we'll know. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, guys. Have a good Thank one. All right. Be Thank safe. You. Bye. Thank you. All right. Um, all right, Chris, uh, you saw old, um, I didn't get a chance to check it out because I had to see Snake Eyes today. Um, the, right, right. so you saw old mm -hmm. the M. Night Shyamalan directed film. Uh, so, uh, give us the rundown, man. Uh, give us the review there. Okay. So the basic setup is we're following this family. The parents are played by Gail Garcia Bernal and Vicky Kripes, who's less well known, but some people might recognize him from Phantom Thread. It's them and their two kids. They're at this hotel on this beach. They never really say where it is. And they're going through some tough times. Like, they're on the verge of divorce because of reasons I don't want to give away. But they want to have one last nice vacation for their kids before breaking the news to them. And then, mm. what, like, their first morning there, they get an offer. Like, hey, there's this special beach that's, like, way out in the distance. You have to go through basically this, like giant like crevice like almost cave like thing in order to get there but yeah just go there and then later on we'll pick you up they go there and they meet up with a couple other people another family led by the dad played by rufus sewell and they're hanging out the kids are having fun the parents are relaxing and then weird shit starts happening beginning with a naked dead body of a girl washing up on the beach and then they try to leave to go get help, and they suddenly black up, black out, and then wake up back on the beach where they were. And then the kids start to age very quickly. They start off like the daughter uh, is starts off at eleven, and then the son and Rufus Sewell's daughter are six, and then suddenly they sprout up like five or six years, and they start to panic and they start freaking out because everyone's starting to get older. The kids, the adults are getting older. They're getting wrinkles. Other things start happening. One guy's nose keeps bleeding, seizures, wrinkles, eyesight starts to go away, hearing starts to go away, and they have to figure out what's going on and how the hell do we get off of this beach. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, so what were your kind of general thoughts on it? And you know, M Night Shyamalan. I know this is like you know a directed film, so that means what come what comes with M Night Shyamalan is the twist and is kind of the whole thing like that. So, and there was a point where M. Night Shyamalan seemed like he was kind of making a little bit of a comeback, you know, with movies like The Visit. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of... I love, I love, I love The Visit and I really liked Split. Okay, and then mm -hmm. he kind of seemed like he kind yep, of fell on his face again. started a comeback and then... Psh, 
Yeah. yeah, Glass, which I don't think Glass is like awful or anything. There's stuff about it that I really like, but yeah, it's it's a noticeable come down from what seemed to be a resurgence for him. Okay. So uh, Yeah. Yeah, what were you gonna say? Oh, so is this do you, is this up or is this down? Um I'll say this. It's definitely better than Glass. Like it's noticeably better. Like you don't have Bruce Willis there sleepwalking. Like, everybody, even if they're not good, they're putting in the effort to turn in a good performance. And I think several of them really do. Like, Gail Garcia Bernal, he's one of those actors where you can hand him basically anything and he's going to make it sound compelling. Um, mm. Alex Wolf, who most people probably recognize from Hereditary, plays the older version of his son, and he does a really good job. He has some cool freakout moments. And... Thomas and McKenzie, who plays the older version of Gail Garcia Bernal's daughter, who most people probably recognize as the girl who was hiding in the attic in Jojo Rabbit, and she's going to be the lead in Last Night in Soho, Edgar Wright's new movie. She's excellent. Like, honestly, she's probably, like, the standout performance in the whole movie. Mm. Mm. Uh, some actors are okay, like mostly because they struggle with the dialogue, which... Uh, yeah, it's Shyamalan dialogue. Like, it's clunky. It's very exposition-y. It involves characters saying things that you're you're never gonna hear a regular person say any time in their life. But I will say it can be kind of excused in this movie, given certain contexts and certain elements that people have, and the fact that their brains are starting to crack open on this island. Yeah, some actors str kind of struggle, like Ken Leung from Lost and a couple other people, but they're still okay. Honestly, there's only two actors in the movie who I would classify as being, like, straight up just not good. And I don't want to blame them. It's it's the material and the directing, because one of them is Rufus Sewell, who, mm. a really good actor who's in a lot of really good stuff. Dark City, Man in the High Castle, Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet. Uh... Yeah, he's not given a lot of good material to work with, and he's not able to make it any better. He's a pretty, like, almost cartoonishly, almost cartoonish asshole. He's arrogant, he has a trophy right, he's racist. Uh, yeah, there's just not a whole lot there for him to chew on. And then there's another guy, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he plays a rapper with the stage name of Mid-Sized Sedan. Okay. They get, what the fuck? I'm, I'm not. I'm not making this up. They say his name, his real name, later on. And it's like, yeah. I, okay. I get that it's a stage name, but still, you could have come up with something better, Knight. Uh, yeah. He. Yeah. He's probably the weak link in terms of acting. And yeah. Once again, I don't want to blame him because I'm sure he's good in other stuff. Shyamalan has a habit of taking talented actors and misdirecting them. Like, look at the happening, or After Earth, you know? For what? No! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the acting's kind of all over the place. There's some good standouts. Uh, there's Honestly, I think this is his most well-shot movie. Like, he does a great mm. job of capturing the landscapes and the ocean, and he does really cool, like, cr crash zooms and... Like, sh tracking shots and camera trickery and shaky cam and other editing tricks that I don't think I've ever seen him do in a movie before. It feels like... It feels like his most experimental movie in a lot of ways because, like, he shot this during the pandemic. And mm. something that Shyamalan's been doing recently that I don't think a lot of people realize, starting with The Visit, is that he's been self-financing his own movies. Like, oh, really? he'll take... 
He'll take his paycheck hmm. from the last movie he made, combine it with a mortgage that he took out of his house, and he'll use that to fund his next movie. Mm. So that way he has full control. Studios don't have to tell him what to do. He just goes and mm. makes the movie, brings it to them, and then they release it. And I think he uses that to his advantage here in a lot of ways. Again, like there's a lot of really cool filmmaking going on. There, and there's a lot of really cool, like effective body horror moments. I don't want to give them away, mm. but there's some stuff you see in the trailer, like the pregnancy thing. And mm. there's other things like surgery and things with bones and healing scars that I don't want to, that you kind of have to see to believe. It's really cool how they do it. And you, I don't think you're going to see it anywhere else. Mm. And, mm, interesting. and the way they age people is really good. Like the makeup they use, like some of it, it's like, okay, you didn't even really try on certain people, but sometimes, especially with Gail Garcia Bernal, like they do a really good job of making him look older and they also did a really good job in terms of casting and finding actors who look like the older or younger versions of each other. Like, it matches up pretty seamlessly. Hmm. Okay. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, yeah, the weakness... Honestly, all my problems with this movie are... Or most of them are on paper. Like, again, the dialogue, it's the typical Shyamalan stuff, like I mentioned. There's plot holes that pop up here and there it's like wait if this person has been on the island on the beach for this long then how come they still basically look the same and there's other questions regarding the science of certain things and okay how do you get here but you can't go there and stuff and then it gets to the last 10 minutes where honestly like the last 10 minutes really did drag this movie down for me because they had the chance to end this on a really emotional and kind of touching note in terms because it plays into a theme that the movie seems like it's going to stick to throughout about how like you can't focus too much on the future or on the past you have to focus on here and now you have to be in the present and they had the if they had stuck with that and they had ended the movie like i figured they were going to and like how the graphic novel that this is based on ends i think it could have ranked as one of Shyamalan's best movies but then it keeps going, and they start explaining more things, and it starts to get kind of stupid, and there's a lot of people, given the current state of things going on right now with COVID and whatnot, that are going to be infuriated with a certain reveal in this movie, and I honestly can't blame them. It's pretty weird. I don't know if, I don't know if, like... I know he has freedom, but I don't know if it was like a certain mandate that he was that he like maybe he wanted to leave it unexplained, but then somebody gave him those, those notes you can't ignore. Like, no, you have to put this in here. There needs to be an explanation, and that's how it happened. I don't know what the thought process was, and I don't know why he decided to leave it in, given what's going on right now. But it really does drag the movie down for me. Okay, um, what would your rating be? Uh, are we doing on a scale of 1 to 10, or... Yeah, 1 to 10. Uh, I would give it... I would give it a 6. Because okay. there is a lot of stuff that I really did like. Like, like I said, it's the filmmaking is terrific. There's, there's some really cool moments. Some of the acting is really good, especially Gail Garcia Bernal and Thompson McKenzie, like I mentioned. But these little issues with the script keep popping up throughout, and it's easy to ignore it at first because there's so much other good stuff going on, but then it reaches a point to where 
you just can't ignore it, and it drags the movie down a lot. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm seeing it tomorrow. Um, so, I mean, it's good to hear it is better than Glass. I mean, that is good to hear it's an improvement at that. And, and from looking at the trailer, it does look very beautifully shot. Um, yeah, it so, does. I mean, and as far as Shyamalan's other movies, like, overall, I'd say I like it more than The Village, but less than Signs. Like, okay. And your mileage is going to vary depending on how much of his typical dialogue and certain other tropes you can stomach. Um, hmm. Hmm. Because with Signs, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I remember thinking Signs was kind of decent. I can't remember my full thoughts on the movie. I've, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, yeah, so. for, for me, I don't think I've genuinely liked a Shyamalan movie um since unbreakable now the visit and split were kind of his what i thought were going to be his return to form yeah um yeah so um i mean this may be a strange question to ask but where do you see m9 Shyamalan going from here after this film after you know old um i think he's just gonna keep doing what he's doing like he's already given hints about what his next movie is going to be. It's based on a book. There's other original stuff that he's doing. And I don't know how the movie's going to do. I don't think it'll have to make that much in order to make its money back. It only cost $18 million to make and they make good use out of the money. Uh yeah, I think as long as he keeps doing what he's been doing and he just keeps self-financing, studios are going to let him make as many movies as he wants until I guess he eventually decides, okay, maybe I need a break or just retire. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. As far as quality, I think at this point it's a crapshoot. Like, he's clearly not going to slow down. He's going to keep doing what he wants, making these weird, crazy movies. And... I think sometimes they'll stick and sometimes they won't. And it's all, again, it's going to depend on the person. I just know it. There's already people going back and forth about whether or not this is one of his best or one of his worst. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, Nick, do you have any questions? Um, no, not really. I'm going to try and watch the movie uh, ten, either tonight or tomorrow and just try and get a genuine impression. Because, Chris, you actually intrigued me because I... I've been, like, really hot and cold on M. Night Shyamalan. I still have not forgiven him for The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of people haven't. I think even he's come out recently and said, like, yeah, that was crap. I never should have made that movie in the first place. The man killed any potential, like, season <laughs> four or spin-off movies of Avatar The Last Airbender. And for that, right. pizza was never an option. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're going <laughs> to yeah, make that... more Avatar. They're going to make more Avatar. Stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they are. That franchise is not going away anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Chris. Um, I don't know if you want to stick around because we're going to do like you know, like uh, talk about Snake Eyes, and then we're going to do some trailer discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to stick around for that or just kind of dip out. You know, come in, review this, dip out. So I don't know. Choice is yours. Uh, what you want to do there? The choice is yours. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to dip out because okay. I'm in uh-huh. the right now and my dog freaks out when she's alone for way too long so i think i'm gonna head out but okay next time i'll try to stick around longer i had a good time you guys yeah uh is there anything you want to promote anything like that anything you want to links anything like that you know um no i'm not working anything right now okay uh if you want to know what i'm doing in my day-to-day time which isn't a whole lot uh go to my instagram at chris airs one two three Okay, all right. And you put up uh, movie reviews there, too, as well, right? You know, stuff you see. Occasionally, when I feel like I've got a lot to say about it, as with 
old. Okay, yeah. And um, just like with his, you know, review here, he's very detailed, very good at him. I loved, you know, his review of mm -hmm. old right here. So, yeah, um, yeah, make sure to follow him on IG for, you know, occasional movie review here and there. All right, thank you, Chris. Thank you for coming on. All right, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, man. Take care. Yeah, sure thing. Thanks, my man. Have Bye. All right. Um, so, and then there were two. Yeah, uh, just thinking that. Um, all right, so <laughs> for I, our final uh, movie review of the day, we're going to discuss Snake Eyes, right? The big film. Um, and with Snake Eyes, you hear you starring Henry Golding, um, Andrew Koji. Uh, Henry Golding is playing the titular character of Snake Eyes, who um, I don't think they ever say, like, his real name, I think they just call him Snake Eyes uh, through the whole thing. Mm, um, yeah, I think I think that's a thing from the like GI Joe comics. He he doesn't really get a name besides uh, besides Snake Eyes. Yes, um, and uh, Snake Eyes. Some people Next might know, one. some people might not know, but he is a character from uh, GI Joe. Um, GI Joe, which was the toy, and then it got turned into a cartoon series. Um, you know, Yo Jo, uh, no one is half the battle. All that good shit. <laughs> um, you know, so he's a yep. part of that. He's got lifelike hair and kung fu grip. Yeah, you know what I mean? All that good stuff. Um, G.I. Joe was more of an 80s thing. Um, I didn't really grow up with G.I. Joe all that much. But I know of it. Let's but. be let's be real. G.I. Joe was definitely more of an 80s thing, and it was just a 20-minute toy commercial. Pretty much. Uh, that and military propaganda. So it was pretty much oh, just... Oh, of course. Uh, pretty much just that. Um, you also have Andrew Koji here. Uh, people might know from Warrior. Um, Nick's... I know he loves that show. He talks about that show excessively. That um, show is fucking amazing, first yeah. off. Um, and here he plays Storm Shadow. Um, now Storm Shadow, um, he does have a name. They, you know, they call him Tommy um, in the film, um, so they just don't call around call him Storm Shadow. Um, you also have other GI Joe characters in this as well. You have a member from Cobra. You have uh, the Baroness in this. Um, yep, you also Baroness, who's played by uh, Ursula Corbero from uh, Money Heist. Yep, um, you have her. Um, you also have some more Reaving who plays Scarlet, so she's one of the Joes that kind of comes in here. Um, so, um, yeah, so it, it kind of brings in kind of the world of Joe, GI Joe, kind of the, the little bit of the, the universe, the lore, because this is Snake Eyes origins, GI Joe origins. So everything has to be a universe now these days, and you know everything. Like since Marvel did it, they were like, well, everybody has to do it. So um, I'll let you know if this does a good job at setting up a G.I. Joe universe and whether or not it does a good job at uh, whether or not, you know, we would want to see more um, inside this world here. Um, so with mm -hmm. this film, basic kind of set up here, um, you have movie starts off with Henry Golding, a uh, little boy, Snake Eyes, um, and he watches his father get killed in front of him. Um, and then that sets him on a revenge path to... Uh, basically avenge his father so it's a nice revenge movie um the movie's kind of interesting in a way that it kind of portrays snake eyes like even though it's from his perspective it's like you can really look at it like he's the bad guy and and hmm. I, um and i'll elaborate a, a kind of a little bit on that a little bit but it's it, it kind of very much it's like he's kind of the bad guy in this situation um and you know he grows up and you see him in flashes to when he's an adult and then he's like fighting in a cage match, um, not like uh, Cole Young where he actually loses the cage match. You actually <laughs> see him win it. Um, oh, you know. oh, so oh, so uh, so uh, Henry Golding actually gets to win a fight. Yeah, you know he actually gets to win a fight. Um, so that was actually <laughs> kind of refreshing to see. Um, you know, so good on uh, good on them for doing that. Yeah, but but my big question, the question that everybody is wanting to know, is he on a new level? Um, in some aspects, um, I believe, I think the action in this movie, um, 
you know, which is kind of the main thing. I was kind of looking forward to this because I saw the trailer mm-hmm. for this, and I think the trailer was a solid trailer. I think we reviewed the trailer for it. Um, you know what I mean? The, the the few trailers that came out for it, and we were generally kind of positive about it we was like okay this looks pretty cool especially since you have actual you know people who really know how to really fight in this you have you mm-hmm. know andrew koji who's from warrior um you have uh the guy from the raid uh Ico. um oh eco weiss playing a hard master in this yeah uh eco weiss uh, so he's playing hard master in this so you know you actually have people who really you know know what they're doing in terms of that mm-hmm. um yeah and- people in the sec people in the second unit directing that really know how to like uh, choreograph and perform action like uh, the biggest one was uh, Kenji Tanigaki. He was uh, one of the stunt coordinators for the Donnie Yen movie Flashpoint. Mm. Okay, so that's very good trivia. There's very good knowledge there. Yeah. Mm. Um, so with this one here, um, you know, and also Henry Golding, he did a lot of training for it, um, and you know, worked hard to really get the movements down and everything like that. Um, and I'll play that uh, video of him training um, in mm. a little bit soon. Um, so. You know, here I think a lot of the action is very much handicapped. One, I think it's because it's a PG thirteen movie, uh, mm. and I think it feels very much kind of like the early X Men films when you had uh, before they made Logan and Wolverine was in them, where you know he's slashing through a bunch of people, but there's nothing that's showing up because it's a PG thirteen movie and you can't show any real blood or any real guts or anything like that. So it's just kind of they're just cutting through people and just people are just falling down. Um, so it doesn't look as exciting when something like that happens. You know, so that, that's what it kind of reminded me of, of something like that. Like, especially like since it's set in, you know, Tokyo, um, Japan, it kind of something like the, the Wolverine. Um, with the Wolverine, mm. you know, it had some great action set pieces, like the train sequence and the Wolverine is one of the best action sequences um, I've seen. It's like in my top maybe 50 of action sequences, maybe even maybe top 30. Uh, I absolutely love that sequence, but again, nothing. It's a PG thirteen movie, just like how this is, and I get it. You know, PG thirteen movie, more butts and seats. You want to increase the number of people that you can show it, but you had things that showed an example of like if you have an R rated movie, can be successful, like Deadpool, like Logan. So, mm-hmm. but I guess you know those are based on popular comic book series, and this is you know even though this is a known property, you know I don't know how many real kids <laughs> know of GI Joe. Yeah, even though GI Joe is a, a known property, we had a, a uh, we had a couple movies for it uh, in the like late two thousands. Uh, both uh, Rise of Cobra and Retaliation. They did, I think the I think they did fairly okay at the box office, but I think they're so critically reviled that a studio would be hesitant to like take a huge risk and do something a little more experimental with it, like like uh what i feel like you're asking them like make it a little more rated r go a little bit harder with the action yeah because i think they're handicapped by that because i think that's Mm -hmm. why that's the reason why a lot of the action is so close up as it is in some sequences because some sequences they're very kind of close up and i think that's to you know not show as much kind of violent things it's like okay we're trying to do Mm -hmm. the best we can with kind of having it be a pg-13 kind of experience so i think that's what kind of hinders it a little bit because you know like I said, you got people who really are training for this, who really who've been doing this, you know, like Andrew Koji, um, and I think that kind of hinders some of the aspects of the film. And you could have some really cool sword fights and everything like that, but it's just some of the shots kind of very, very close together uh, mm. that that kind of just holds it down. Um, you know, okay, that's a little disappointing to hear, but yeah. Um, um, and eventually, when um, 
you know, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, and if people have watched this, the series of G.I. Joe before, they know that, you know, it's this intense rivalry that both, you know, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow have, this long-standing rivalry, um, and this film kind of starts off with, you know, kind of shows them as being kind of almost brothers in a way, and so, you know, how are things going to develop to eventually land people where they are supposed to kind of be in the G.I. Joe universe, and I think, you know, the path to that is a little, you know, very much very clunky because, you know, when uh, Henry Golding's, you know, when Snake Eyes, when he goes to Storm Shadow and you see when he goes to meet his clan and his family, um, it's it's a lot of exposition. It's a lot of Storm Shadow explaining a lot of stuff to him and his character, um, to Snake Eyes. And it's just kind of like, uh, okay. I mean, you know, I like the better when you just kind of punching people. I, I, <laughs> I'm not sure how much this is very much sustainable. And I think, you know, Andrew Koji, he's got great charisma about him. I mean, even without saying... Oh, oh yes. You know. Yeah, even in uh, Warrior, the guy just bleeds charisma. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you can, I mean, you know, his drip also in this movie, immaculate. I mean, the suits, <laughs> um, you know what I mean, is is absolutely immaculate in this. It's, it's very impressive to watch. And... You know, I think you know. I think he's very cool to see on screen, and then when he's in the fight scenes, they do some cool kind of poses and everything like that. You know, very stances with the swords that are very, I think are very nice, like how he has his own fighting style with the two swords, and then you have Snake Eyes with just the one sword. So I think they they kind of differentiate those two. Um, the main villain of this is just you know kind of basic villain. I mean, there's really nothing to write home about the villain. Um, you know, he wants to destroy Storm Shadow's clan and get this magic jewel. And this, you know, special kind of rock, and then he'll kind of like almost like an Infinity Stone type thing, and he wants to kind of destroy the clan. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right, um, okay. There's really nothing to write home about him that's anything special, anything kind of memorable. Um, I think that the kind of other characters here um, that are involved, you know, as far as you know, when he goes to, you know, uh, Snake Eyes goes to Storm Shadow and meets his clan, and you have these other members there, like Eco uh, uh, Weiss who, you know, is one of the trainers there, hard master, you know, he's the hard, you know, he's the hard ass, um, you know, trainer that is really pushing the Snake Eyes character because he has to pass these three trials, these three challenges in order to become a member of the clan. And he's one of the people that he has to face, you know, and get over to challenge. Okay, you've kind of seen that, you know, the, you know, you have a, a black character here um, who's like the blind master, um, thank God it's not RZA. Um, RZA's not, not you know, he's not, you know, he's not reprising his role as the blind master from, I think it was like G.I. Joe. I think it was, yeah, like, it was retaliation. It was, retaliation. it was the second, it was the second G.I. Joe. Yeah, it was the second one. So thank God he's not, he's not reprising his role there. <laughs> uh, and you know, so you kind of have those kind of elements of a familiar, of a, you know, Kung Fu kind of story like that, or martial arts kind of story, or you know, very much that are very kind of similar to that, which is fine if you were able to elevate it with the superb action and with, you know what I mean, the, the, the levels it kind of be, can take into. And I just don't think it does that. I think it kind of, mm. you know, hangs around mediocrity uh, territory, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is a shame. Uh, because, like I said, you have the talent there behind the camera, in front of the camera to really do this, to make this a special action movie. And a lot of scenes, like you saw in the trailer, the scene on the highway, right, um, could be a really great scene. I think it was a fine. I think a lot of the action scenes in here are perfectly well enough. But it's like if you, you could do way more, like, you know, something comparable, you know, even above the level of like John Wick 3, which I thought the action in John Wick 3 took the action and the first two much above yeah. 
them as well. The stuff they did with the knife fights, the gun fights, the I mean, he kills a dude with a book. I mean, you know what I mean? The <laughs> stuff they took things just to a whole new level. Oh, what were you gonna say? Oh. Oh, so you're saying they don't get to a new level? No, they don't, uh, unfortunately. It's, oh, they kind of just hang around the same level as most action movies kind of do with a little kind of little kind of touches here and there. So they, they, need to change the, they need to change the song that they use in the trailers now. Yeah. Just same level. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's just unfortunate um, that this, I feel like this really could have been a really great action film that really kind of set apart. I mean, it's fine if you have a stupid plot and you have a weak villain. But the action was just the main important thing you really had to nail, and you just you, you didn't do that. Um, as far as, you know, as, let's say, what I want to see another movie, you know, in the G.I. Joe universe, because they do set up, there's a stinger. So, you know, I, I mean, it's, it comes really quick. It's like mid credit stinger in this. Mm. You know, they kind of set up for other things, you know, in the future. Uh, I don't think it's too ham-fisted in a way i think of introducing the stuff i think it kind of is fine the way they introduced the whole you know the the joes the way they introduced and i'm not saying other joe characters right. come in here i'm saying the the gi joe kind of universe i think they do well like the mm. cobra and everything okay. of introducing those so 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 between like a uh, mcu uh universe building versus something like amazing spider-man 2 how, what, what would you say because amazing spider-man 2 that was the clunkiest shit i've ever seen it's a little bit better than i'd say it's not I mean, because the characters like the Baroness, she's working with the main bad guy you mm. see in this. And I don't know if the main bad guy is a part of G.I. Joe lore or, you know, the, the, mm. the kind of stuff. So I don't know. Uh, but, you know, she's working with him. That kind of makes sense because Cobra is a far-reaching criminal organization that has its hands mm -hmm. in everything. Kind of like you see, like in Daredevil, the hand or something like that. Or a lot of criminal organizations and, and, and fiction and stuff like that. They have a lot of kind of, you know... You know, plants everywhere and people everywhere. So that kind of made sense for her to be there, and then it made sense for you know some more weaving. Who I you know I like some more weaving. I loved her in the movie. You know, ready or not, she comes in here. Oh, oh yeah, Samara weaving. She's just waiting on that big uh, breakout role to get to the A list. Yeah. So you know, her coming in as Scarlet. You know, that makes for her. You know, sense for her to kind of come in there. So I don't think it's too ham fisted in a way. Um, and, you know, people probably, you know, kind of thinking with the Snake Eyes character, um, yeah, the Snake Eyes character, they make changes to him, obviously, because in the, in the cartoon, he didn't talk at all. He never talked. Yeah, and in the comics, he's, uh, uh, fully on white. Yeah, you know, so they do some, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Asian washing here, I guess, I don't know, uh, but, uh, not really, no, uh, because that's not a real <laughs> thing. Uh, but, uh, is, in here, is Henry Gold? Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson begs to differ, but uh, yes, Henry, Henry Golding, he's a, a Malaysian Chinese, a Malaysian and British. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I was just wondering that uh, real quick. But um, yeah, so, you know, with the character, so, you know, it would have it been, I, actually, I would have kind of thought it had been kind of funny if they did something like Hardcore Henry, where they just didn't have him talk at all still, and then they just kind of mm. just did action around him. That would have been kind of funny if they tried to attempted to do something like that. Mm, uh, but okay. I, do, I do like, I still do really like Henry Golding, um, you know, as Snake Eyes, um, because I, I think what happens in the movie, and if you see it, you'll kind of understand why I said at the beginning, why he, you can almost see if he, see why he's kind of the bad guy in this situation, and not Storm Shadow, but, um, you know, I, I really like Andrew Koji as Storm Shadow, I think, you know, would I would want to see a sequel, if you improve the action, if you mm. make it R-rated, yes. 
You know what I mean? If you kind of do that. Um, as far as more movies in the G.I. Joe universe, like if they do, I don't know who's like another big character they could do uh, based it off of G.I. Joe. I don't know, like Roadblock. I don't know. Because uh, I know <laughs> The Rock played Roadblock in either the second G.I. Joe Retaliation. I don't know if you would want to come back and reprise it. But um, if you would want to do something like that, maybe. Um, depends on what you kind of do with it. And if they can make maybe each movie different from one another, you know, as far as tone mm. and said, I don't know, maybe you could make it work. Uh, but I am, you know, kind of interested in that relationship between Storm Shadow, between Snake Eyes, because, I mean, Storm Shadow has, in this movie, he has a good reason to hate him, uh, for sure. Mm. Uh, so, for me, um, I would give it maybe five and a half out of ten. I think it's just kind of, just right around that area, just kind of mediocrity there. Kind of just fine. I mean, it, it, you know, it's it just. I think you know, if you just had so much better action sequences, um, this could have been uh, maybe something better. I, I really do feel like that. So it's it's a shame um, that it, I think it, it, you know this could this could have gone to a new level <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, for sure. So yeah. So for me, five and a half out of ten. Um, all oh, right. Yeah. So, moving on from discussing that, um, didn't you say you were going to bring on somebody for the Miranda Maverick fight companion? Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, tomorrow, dude. Oh, so are you doing something tomorrow? I thought you said uh, Brad. Yeah, I thought we were. Yeah, yeah, I thought we were doing it uh, tomorrow, like live reaction during the fight. Oh, live reaction during the fight. Okay, yeah, we can do mm-hmm. that. Uh, what time is the fight tomorrow? Uh, fight. The card starts at a uh, seven p.m. Eastern. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, okay, I think we can do that. Uh, okay, I have to just check. So I just move some stuff around. All right. Uh, yeah, so I think yeah, and I think Miranda is going to be either the first or second fight on the card. Okay. All right. Uh, so we'll do that tomorrow then. Um, okay. So uh, we'll just go into the trailers and then we'll just head out. So we'll do quick news first. So Lindsay Grace, uh, Leslie Grace, I'm sorry, um, mm-hmm. has been cast as Batgirl um, in the HBO Max series. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, film. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, so she's been cast there. Um, and so apparently there's been a lot of controversy with this casting. Um, she, you may have seen, uh, Leslie Grace recently. She was in the movie In the Heights, the movie that, uh, Nick and Chase mm-hmm. hated on, uh, very much. Uh, <laughs> I gave that, I, I like that fucking movie. Chase was the one hating on it. Okay, so Chase is the hater of, of, uh, <laughs> nice, uh, Latino pride. Uh, let that be known. <laughs> um, so, uh... So she's a Afro Latina, uh, which mm. so this kind of falls in line more with their casting of Commissioner Gordon because Jeffrey Wright is going to be Commissioner Gordon mm-hmm. in the Batman film directed by um, Matt Reeves and starring Robert Pattinson. So this kind of falls more in line with that casting, which was kind of our initial thought when they said they were going to do a Batgirl movie. It's like, okay, well, who you know is Batgirl going to be white? Is she going to be black? Because you know. Obviously, you know what I mean. Commissioner Gordon, you know, is now white, but then J.K. Simmons also played Commissioner Gordon in the Justice League movie, so I guess they're just doing away with that. So DC is very confusing um, in a lot of stuff, so I guess they're just doing away with all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, I don't even. Yeah, know. so so you know how Marvel, like every single thing that they do, is meticulously planned down to detail. Even new movies are calling back to shit that they did like 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. DC is like, we don't do that here. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, um, and you know, with Leslie Grace, um, yeah, you know, I I haven't seen In the Heights, so mm. can't really judge her performance there. Um, 
And how how old is she, by the way? Um, because I wonder if they're going forward. Because usually when I see Barbara Gordon, she's usually well, someone a teenager to her twenties, um, and she's twenty six years old. So uh, she's twenty six. Mm. So, mm, what do you think about this casting news? Since you are someone who did see In the Heights and you did like the perform, you did like the film. Um, I thought her performance was fine, but there was so much else going on within the Heights that. She didn't really get a chance to shine. She didn't get a chance, as, as much of a chance to shine, really. And the movie version, they cut out a key plot point from the stage production about like uh, her her father, who in the movie is played by Jimmy Smith, not approving of her dating uh, Benny, who's uh, a character that is not uh, that is not Latino. Mm. And that was a huge uh, plot point from the stage version that was cut out of the of the film. I thought she did okay with what little screen time she had in the uh, in the song and dance numbers. She's incredible, and I don't think she's been in in uh, another movie. But uh, just off that performance, I'm curious. I'm cautiously optimistic about this Batgirl movie. Mm, okay, um, yeah. I mean, I want to see um, more from because I, uh, you know, gotta see how she does in the film. You know. Mm. And I am going to watch In the Heights and see how she does in that film and, you know, see how she does and performs. And, uh, I mean, DC, like I said, very confusing on what they, you know, what they do and a lot of stuff that they do. And I guess they are, so they are going with that kind of tone with it. Um, Of course, you know, some of the reaction um, has been a little bit negative. Uh, People, you know, don't even know, really probably know this one. Most mass majority of people probably don't even know her. Uh, mm. Judging are already on that. Um, so yeah, they just like took one look and said, "Melanin." Ah! <laughs> um, so yeah, I, but I am excited because it's directed by uh, by the same duo that did Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, which is a movie so, that, by all accounts, should not be good. That yeah. should not have worked as well as it did. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Adi Adil El Arbi and uh, Bilal Falah. Yeah, who did a. Uh, 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 Bad Boys for Life, and it's written by uh, Christina Hodson, who uh, wrote Bumblebee, who wrote Birds of Prey for DC. Mm. Yeah, and I like Bumblebee. I like Birds of Prey. Um, you know, very. You know, I, I genuinely like those films pretty much. Um, so who? So these are the people who were basically up for the role that they were testing to be Barbara mm-hmm. Gordon. Uh, so it was uh, Lou Richardson. I don't know if you know mm. who she is. There was Zoe- yeah, Haley Lou Richardson, who, who's. Uh, Who's a lot of supporting roles? She was in uh, Unpregnant, another movie on HBO Max. That's 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 incredible. Uh, also in the running was uh, Zoe Deutsch, who mm-hmm. for a lot of people she was the favorite to be picked for that. Yeah, what has Zoe Deutsch been in? You said uh, Zoe Dutch is uh, well. The biggest thing that she's been in was Zombieland Two, and she was kind of like the ditzy blonde character. Oh, okay, she was that. Um, and you also have uh, Isabel Merced. Yeah, Isabella Merced, who was the uh, live-action Dora the Explorer. Oh, okay. And she was in uh, also in the Terminator movie, Dark Fate, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, she was also in that. That wasn't... Was that her? Yeah, I want to say I don't that. think that was her. That wasn't her? No, that wasn't... No, that wasn't her. She was in... No, she was in the... Uh, like in a trans one of the Transformers oh, movies. Transformers Last Night. She was in that. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry about that. 
Uh, sorry about that. Uh, so yeah, she was in that. Um, so out of those women that were cast, were you, you know, you were thinking Zoe Dutch was gonna get it? Were you thinking Lou Richardson was gonna get it? Um, I thought that it was pretty much a toss up with uh, any of them, but out of all of them, I thought Zoe du- Zoe Deutsch would have been the would have been the perfect casting. But I'm not mad at it. It's like if you want to take this character in a different direction than what we're used to seeing, then fine, okay. Just you know, don't let her fuck Batman in her movie. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think there, there was also somebody else that somebody was also like you know how the internet usually fan cast people and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Wasn't it like Allison Brie or was it Jillian Robertson? Uh, I forgot the actress. Like a lot of people were like you know I mean this is clear choice. I forgot who it was. Who they were saying like a lot of people were fan casting. Uh, people wanted this bad girl, but um yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, Bad Boys, it's got good talent behind it, which gives me hope, like with the Bad Boys for Life Direction, because that movie had uh, was a lot better than it had any right to be, for sure. Uh, and like I said, the writer, you know, I don't know, some people might be paused with Birds of Prey. I know some people have an adverse reaction to that movie, but I genuinely, I thought Birds of Prey was a fine. I thought that was an okay movie, mm-hmm. and I really did like Bumblebee a lot. So we'll see. Um, and we're going to obviously we're going to see it on HBO Max. Check it out, the Barbara film. It's just interesting to see them do a Batgirl movie without doing a uh, like, you know, kind of without setting her up in Batman first since she's a Batman character, mm. but okay, well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see how it goes. Um, all right, so moving on from discussing that. So real quick, we're just going to discuss um, cuz this has, you know, been out for a while now. And um, so the Korg and kind of Deadpool, them kind of reacting to uh, the uh, Fall uh, Free Guy, Fall Guy movie. Oh, uh, Free Guy, Free Guys. Uh, the yep, the new movie that stars both Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi. Yeah, uh, both them um, it has a nice opening. Um, you know, with them kind of going back and forth. Um, and you know, this is the is this the third film they've been in together? Because. Uh, I- it's either the first or second. I don't know if Taika, because I know they were they were together in Green Lantern. Yeah, and I want to say I, they were in something else together. I can't remember what it is. because I think because the the thing I remember they were in were in together. They were making a joke about um, them being in Green Lantern together. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I was trying to remember. I was like, because they were making a joke, but I guess maybe this is just the second film they've been in together, and they kind of open up, which is pretty nice. Um, and it's funny because here, you know, Taika Waititi, who's voicing Korg, you know, and when Deadpool asks him, well, how's it, how's it like working for Marvel? And he's like, oh, well, you know, it's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden you get an email, you know, then you're chilling. Um, <laughs> and it, it kind of reminded me of like, maybe that's what happened when he got those, when Disney got those photos of him and Rita Ora and, and the <laughs> other woman. He's like, Disney, Disney sent him an email like, uh, hey, brother, we got to talk to you. Uh, come to the office now. <laughs> And he's like, I'm, but I'm on vacation. Uh, we don't, we don't care. You need to come in now. Uh, come in. Yeah, but I, but it's COVID. Uh, we don't care. Um, you, you gotta, you gotta come in. Uh, you know. So I gotta get that call. You gotta so. be all, whole, you gotta yeah. be wholesome and shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've we've reacted to that picture. The on, the only thing I'm mad about about that is that I'm not in it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, uh, you know that's that's Disney for you. <laughs> uh so what did you think about so for, first of all are you excited for the uh free guy movie at all 
Initially, I was, but I think a lot of the stuff that they're they're going to be referencing in that, like a lot of the like toxic gaming culture, I think a lot of that has kind of gone past its sell by date. I'm still curious to watch it, but I also feel like it's been delayed for so long that honestly, people might just stop caring. I am curious. I am. I do like Ryan Reynolds a lot. I think he's got a whole lot of charm, and I can't wait to see him. Uh, uh, working with Taika Waititi again. They're both really fun. They have great chemistry. Just even off of uh, uh, this little uh, this little uh, video online of them reacting to the trailer. Yeah. Um, do you think? Because some people are saying like it really. It seems like they're doing more like advertising like a core Deadpool thing rather than the Free Guy thing. Like it seems like that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Because I feel like. Um, Reynolds is a very smart dude. He knows that. Um, he knows that even after uh, it got pushed initially, people aren't really talking about Free Guy. So he has to has to attach uh, it to something else. Like uh, say, hey, we got um, very much like how they sold the Hitman's bodyguard with, uh, hey, it's Deadpool and Nick Fury together. Now, hey, Deadpool and Korg in a movie together. Yeah. Um, and, mm, yeah, so, because it seems like it's kind of more taking away attention from the actual, you know, Free Guy movie, and that it's like, well, it's kind of pimping more of a, you know, kind of core Deadpool thing, and, like I said, this is a movie that I guess they have to, really trying to raise more attention to it, because it is coming out next month, and, mm. like I said, it has, you know, issue with a lot of movies, it's been, uh, delayed, um, it's been just delayed and, you know, delayed, so... Uh, you know, it really doesn't want it to suffer, you know, a lot of kind of it tanking because of that. The movie looks interesting. I mean, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, okay, this looks fun. This looks like a good concept. Uh, even though the concept, it seems like they, you know, a lot of people are kind of doing that concept now uh, quite mm. a bit and other stuff. Um, mm. So I think as far as generating interest for the movie Free Guy... I don't know. I think more people just generally, I mean, de- more interested in just Deadpool and Korg, uh, more or less. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that kind of takes attention away from it, me personally. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, but for, uh, Free Guy's coming out August 13th, so, you know, not that far away. And I think it's o- it's only going to come out in theaters, correct? Yeah, it's, like, only coming to theaters, mm-hmm. that they've said. Yeah. All right. Um, here we go. So, moving on from discussing that, we're going to discuss, before we discuss, um, high art cinema, we're going to discuss <laughs> Dune. Um, you know what I mean? Um, we're going to discuss that. Yeah, um, that nerd shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, save the real great stuff, Jackass Forever for the last. So, with, uh, Dune. Save the cinema. Yeah, so with Dune right. here, this is the second trailer that came out. Um, and it looks absolutely stunning. I mean, a lot of Denny Villeneuve movies look absolutely stunning. He hasn't missed yet, I feel like, in any of his movies. Uh, I mean, a lot of his stuff is always so gorgeous and, and beautiful works. I mean, Blade Runner 2049. I mean, I love that movie mm. so much. Um, here you see, so this is more, I think, more of a story trailer. Because this is quite a bit of a long trailer. It's three minutes. Mm. Uh, three minutes and 30 seconds. So it's quite a bit of a chunky trailer there with a lot of stuff built into it. Um, what do you think about the trailer? I mean, echoing a lot of the things that you were just saying, it's one of the like best-looking trailers that I've ever seen. Uh, me, I don't know a whole lot about Dune. I don't know much of the story, really. 
but I know it's been the inspiration for a lot of modern sci-fi. And my concern with this, uh, very much like uh, with John Carter, how much how that inspired stuff like Flash Gordon, how that inspired Star Wars. Once you get the actual adaptation of where those movies' inspiration came from, is it just going to feel like cliche? Mm, yeah, I mean that's kind of see it in this modern context. Yeah, that's that's kind of the concern is that, like you said, this thing you know, Dune, classic sci-fi series, very much inspired a lot of modern sci-fi things. But the thing is, all the other kind of things that inspired it has already come out. So now that mm. it has a chance to come out, people are like, "Yeah, I've seen this already." But it's like, no, no, no. But this kind of did it first, though. I mean, this, this, <laughs> you know what I mean. So this is important. But I think, um, you know, the, I mean, first of all, this is a movie I would love to see in IMAX. I mean, this has to be seen in, in IMAX in the theaters. And um, as I understand, Denny Villeneuve. I mean, he had. I mean, he was one of those people that was very avid, like him and Christopher Nolan. Like, no, my movie must go to theaters. It it, it has to go to theaters. There's no other option. It's not. Mm -hmm. It can't go on any other platform. It's like, well, I mean, man, it's, you know, it can also go on a streaming service. Like, no, fuck that. No, 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 absolutely not. You know, no. you know, no. And, and it looks, I mean, you, I mean, it looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I mean, you obviously want people to fully appreciate it and its beauty, I think. But a lot of people have great home entertainment systems uh, with nice big screen TVs, with nice surround sound systems that they could also really enjoy. I mean, it can compare to the huge movie theater screen. Not really, but you know what I mean. Mm. But you know, you can still get a very great experience at home watching a film. Um, and you see, you know, things like you know, action-wise, I don't know how much is going to be there for people to kind of keep their interest filled. But they try to throw that in there for people who go like, well, you know, because usually mostly heady, uh, uh, Lena heady uh, kind of sci-fi films. Lena heady. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, no, I'm just making a joke about the way yeah, we said Lena heady sci-fi films. Yeah. Um, so mostly they don't do that well in box office like Blade mm. Runner 2049 uh, Arrival oh yeah yeah Arrival uh, uh, Blade Runner 2049 both of those movies bombed yeah financially but they were just so like uh, critically adored that that Villeneuve has just continually been getting a shot he's even if uh, even with the the not financial success, he can get much more buzz at the Oscars. He's like one of the few guys that can put out a two hundred million dollar blockbuster and get the attention from the Academy. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so that's that's kind of. I mean, his his absolute just. I mean, critics love him, so that's what kind of keeps him mm -hmm. kind of around for a lot of people. And this movie's coming out October twenty second. It's doing a simultaneous, so it's doing theaters and it's doing HBO Max. Um, so you will get a chance to kind of. Do I that. think, honestly, I think it, uh, depending on how uh, how far along we are with the widespread vaccinations in the states, I think it's going to do better on HBO Max. Yeah, I mean, I think it would have done better on HBO Max anyway, even if there wasn't, because I think it's just more accessible to ha to watch there. And plus, it's uh, going to be a long movie. I mean, Denny Villeneuve is not known mm. for making short movies. I mean, it's going to be no. Uh, the man, the man cannot make a movie that's under two hours. Yeah. So this movie's two hours and thirty five minutes. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so it's it's so I think it'd be better. Yeah, that movie thick. Yeah. So it, like seeing at home streaming, it's like okay, somebody could pause it, get back up, stretch, walk around, get something to eat, come back, play on their phone for a little bit, then go back. As opposed to just sitting there all the way through, you know, I mean, people can just kind of take breaks kind of in it, uh, as opposed to doing that. And especially since the thing it's going up against, which we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, you know, 
more you maybe more people gravitate towards that. But I would love to see Dune. I mean, it'd be it'd be absolutely amazing if this movie made like eight hundred million dollars, and it'd be like, oh, you know, this yeah, huge success. I, yeah, yeah. Keep in mind, even though I'm criticizing the release strategy, I'm saying it's not going to be finance. I don't think it's going to be financially a hit. I want this movie to do well. Yeah. I want to see more uh, uh, heady sci-fi stuff like this. I want to see guys like Denny Villeneuve. I want to see them kind of do what what Christopher Nolan used to do a lot of that. And, yeah. you know, have his movies make sense. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at you, Tenet. <laughs> uh, I, haven't, I still haven't seen Tenet yet. I still haven't seen it. It's not good. Okay. I still haven't checked it out yet. Um, it is not a good movie. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I'm, this is what, you know, way back when this movie was announced and when they saw the first trailer, this was one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Mm. Um, still one of my most anticipated movies of the year. I really can't wait till it, till it comes out and things like that. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Same, same. It's got one of the best casts I've, I've seen in a modern blockbuster. Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya. Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, Rebecca Ferguson. Mm, it's yeah. like it's like that I'm pretty sure like at least $150 million of the budget went to just getting everybody in the cast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um yeah, so uh, I mean yeah, I definitely can't wait for this. This is going to be good. I think it's going to be really good. I mean Denny Villeneuve hasn't missed yet for me, so can't wait. Yep, same, same. Um, all right, so our final thing of the day, final topic, going to discuss the Jackass Forever trailer. We getting that, we getting that real hard hitting cinema. Yeah, thank you for sticking around with us. But now we get into the real shit. Yeah, the hard hitting cinema that hits you right in the balls, right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, so here uh, you have the Jackass crew back again, except minus Bam Margera. Uh, because yeah, do, do you know the story that uh, with uh, Bam, why he's not coming back? Um, well, so I was looking at some stuff, looking at some videos. So they say Bam Margera, so he was initially slated to be in it, and he was on set and everything like that. But he was only, you know, conditioned to be there if he did a certain so certain things, like if he took regular drug tests, like mm. if he stayed sober, um, you know, so... That was kind of the condition in order for him to be in the movie. Uh, so okay. uh, apparently he didn't follow those conditions. And I know that Bam Majera, um, you know, he's been falling pretty hard. And, you know, he's been, you know, kind of suffering from addiction for a while. Especially after the loss of, uh, loss of his friend Ryan Dunn, who was another jackass uh, member. And so... I know that you know that's kind of been hitting him you know pretty hard. He's been kind of spiraling um, a lot, and so the, one of the conditions he had to be on there was that he you know had to kind of be sober and he had to you know you know kind of uh, you know agree to those conditions. Also, see a psychologist as well, a therapist, and things like that. And apparently, he wasn't following those. Um, so he yeah, to- and especially with uh, uh, just even Steve-O's uh, past troubles with addiction, I'd understand putting putting those conditions on uh coming back to doing this one yeah um and bam made an ig post about it um i think he was like i don't know how'd you live made an ig video about it about saying like you know he blames you know johnny knoxville and i think he said another guy for why 
Um, they weren't. They're not letting me in jackass, and you know I want to be there, but you know like guys like you know Johnny Knoxville, they're against me and things like that. You know they're after me, and then Steve O he commented and said that it's like no, I mean they've actually been in your corner a lot, just like how they were in my corner because like you brought up Steve O mm-hmm. has suffered from addiction before in his life, and you know he was down a spiral, the same thing, and with the help of Johnny Knoxville and the crew, he was able to come back, and he says like well that's just not a true friend. Is somebody you know that's not going to let you just do whatever and just hurt yourself. So you know we're doing it because you know you know we love you. That was kind of you know basically initially what he said. So that's kind of the reason why you don't see Bam there um, here. So um, in the trailer, you know you know now these guys you know a lot old like they said you know they're in their forties now and they're <laughs> still doing dumb shit, still doing stupid shit, um, still all the way up into their forties. Um, they bring- Honestly, I'm amazed. I'm amazed that they haven't died in in the process of making one of these movies. Yeah, it's. I mean, they they certainly come close a lot of times for sure. Um, and in the trailer, you see, you know, because sometimes they'll bring in other celebrities into the drama too. Mm-hmm. So like here, you have like Eric Andre. You got yeah. Uh, you see Eric Andre, Machine Gun Kelly. Yep, Machine Gun Kelly. Um, I think in the other films, like Britney Spears made an appearance, and I think it was the third I- one. Um, Shit, I think you might be right. Yeah, she did the one where it was the porta potty where they like slingshot the porta potty in the <laughs> air and then all the shit just <laughs> flew on there. Like she did that one. Um, uh, I think. I forgot, uh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I make no mistake. I got to see Jackass 3 in theaters, and to this day, it's been one of my favorite experiences at a cinema. Yeah. Even down, e- even no matter how gross the movie got, because I think in the third one, there's like a stunt where they like drink sweat and i had to like i had to walk out of the out of the theater for a minute it was like yeah yeah they yeah there's a there's a lot of moments where it'll test your gag reflexes like like one of mine was so they did this like uh, they tricked johnny knoxville and they had been swapping out his lotion with horse semen and so, like, all this time, like, you know, he was like, yeah, I've been, I've been putting it on my face all this time. And I thought that just, like, it had, and he was like, I thought it was weird how all stringy it was like that. I just thought that it, it just got like that because it was, like, sitting out in the sun for all that time because I hadn't in the car. He's like, oh, shit, it was, like, all this time. And they, and they played that joke in front of him. I think it was during the Jackass 3 premiere. They, that's the, they opened it with that joke. And he didn't, he had no idea. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah, like it was all stringy like that. And he was like, yeah, I've been pouring horse semen on my face this entire time. It's like Jesus. Um, so yeah, uh, they, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. That just like, oh, oh man. Um, so and they seem like they're bringing back some you know classic kind of gags like the hand. Um, like that's been in a lot of these uh, jackass movies." Um, yeah, high- that was one of my favorite gags in the in the third one. Yeah, that, that slingshot. <laughs> yeah, the, I remember yeah, the high five, and then somebody just comes <laughs> in and say, "Hey, man, high five, and then bam, just whacks him with the with the hand. <laughs> I just think, yeah, that that is pretty funny. I did, that just gets me. I mean, it's like, oh, that's that's funny. Uh, what what did you think about the trailer, man? I I think it did a good job of showing some of the more uh, some of the what I think are going to be some of the highlights of the stunts in this. Like it's the one that got me was the one where they like shoot Johnny Knoxville out of a cannon. And I'm curious to see um, if this is just the trailer that they're showing us, what else are we going to see? Because I heard rumors that uh, for one stunt in the movie, they got uh, the UFC heavyweight champ, Francis Ngannou to uh, come in and punch them in the dick. Mm. (laughs) Oh, wow. 
Yeah. And and Ganu's got the hardest punch in uh according to the UFC's metrics, he's got the hardest punch in in all of the UFC. Cool. And I, w- I wonder um because the, the there's a moment in this trailer where a woman like throws a softball like those ball <laughs> like all the way in the line. I went she's probably like a professional softball player. Oh, she's a yeah, professional softball player yeah. and I just love the look of mm, Yeah, yeah, so yeah, professional softball player yeah, throwing us. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, she's like a professional because they'll do that. They'll bring in also professional athletes to hurt them as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I mean, there was a point in time, uh, maybe when I was like teenager, where I kind of looked my nose down, like, why are people watching this dumb shit? This is so stupid. Oh my god. I I was like that too until I got to see Jackass 3D in the theater. And just see how much fun everyone was going, laughing, dying. And honestly, the end credits of the third movie where it had that great Weezer song, Memories. And I don't know, it, it made me nostalgic for a time that I that I wasn't around. Because I think I watched the first two Jackass movies, but I watched them on like Comedy Central or on like DVD. Mm, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I was kind of the same way because I think Jackass Three Terminator. I think I saw it on streaming later, and or TV, and then I was just like, oh, you know, these are really funny. I mean, and some of the gags they do, um, especially Giant Knoxville. Like he basically is trying to bring cartoons back to like just in live action, like Looney Tunes cartoons. <laughs> yeah, action. that's essentially what Jackass is. It's like live action uh, Ren and Stim. It's live action uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah, pretty much, and you see that because like one of the opening gags here in the trailer you see is when they do the like a fake background, and then the guys random when you think he's gonna go and bam runs the background. I mean that's just that's just classic. I mean that's just you know cartoon classics right there. Um, so yeah, uh, when is this movie coming out? Uh, I, think I missed the release date on it. Uh, yeah, Jackass Forever. It's October twenty second. Oh yeah, same day as Dune. Right, forgot they're battling it out. Same day as Dune. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Jackass twenty second. So yeah, can't wait, man. Ooh, what's what's gonna win, CTE or uh, Denny Villeneuve? Oh yeah, Denny Villeneuve. He, I mean, he, what if he just quits directing? You know, Jackass. <laughs> he makes all his money, he blows his movie out of the water. He's just like, you know what? I'll quit. I forget. It. I'm trying to make this this great, these amazing films. I'm trying. I'm an artist, damn it! And then he just gets blown out of the water. Like, oh jeez. Um. All right. So. We are going to get out of here, people. It was a good show today discussing Snake Eyes. Um, we discussed that, reviewed that. Uh, we also reviewed Zola, very great A24 film. Uh, we also take uh, took a look at uh, Gunpowder Milkshake, the Netflix film. Uh, you know, had some thoughts about that as well. And uh, we also did some big trailer discussions with Jackass Forever, with Dune, Korg, and Deadpool. Uh, basically doing a reaction of a reaction to, you know, their reaction of uh, Fall Guy, uh, Free Guy, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's that gag from a Bo Burnham special. It's a reaction to a reaction to a reaction. Yeah, somebody, you know what? Somebody should just keep it going. Somebody, you know, <laughs> like they should, like somebody should react to somebody reacting to Korg and Deadpool reacting to a free guy. They should just keep it going and then they just keep it going and going and going. Somebody should just do that. You know what I mean? They just keep it going and going. Um, and we also discussed <laughs> Leslie Grace as Batgirl in the upcoming HBO Max film. All right, people, that was a great show, and we're gonna head out of here. Nick, uh, where can people oh, yeah. find you? Uh, you can find me, Twitter, Instagram, at Night and Day Nick. And, oh, my God, we got a special guest that just hopped up. Bubbles. Mm, nice. Um, yeah, you can follow her, Instagram, at bub.bles0922. Awesome. 
Uh-huh. Where can you find us, Josh? Um, um, you can find us on Instagram at Instagram at uh, Afternoon Tune. You can also check us out on uh, Facebook at the Afternoon Tune. You can also find us on Twitter at the Afternoon Tune, putting out hot takes, uh, you know, updates and all that stuff like that of uh, our shows. Uh, we you can also discover, of course, you're watching us on Twitch. So Twitch.com/slash/TV/slash/TheAfternoonTune. You can check us out there. Follow us there. You know, get the followers up. Trying to get affiliated. Do all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also check us out on YouTube. Uh, you know, hundred over hundred subscribers now. Trying to build up to two hundred. Um, so do that good stuff. Like, subscribe, comment. You know, getting some comments. You know, always respond back if you want to. Check us out there. YouTube.com/slash/TheAfternoonTune. Just type in the Afternoon Tune. We're we are everywhere you listen to podcasts. So like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Anchor. We're everywhere there. Check us out there. We're also on TikTok, uh, putting up clips of our shows on TikTok. So if you're there, check us out as well on TikTok at TikTok, the Afternoon Tune. Just basically everything Afternoon Tune, the Afternoon Tune. You will find us on all those platforms. You know what I mean? And if you want to send us an email, the Afternoon Tune at gmail.com as well. And with the Apple Podcast, don't forget to always kind of you know leave a comment um, and give a five star rating if you want to. Um, you know, let us know how we're doing. Give us some feedback, even if it's not a five star rating. You know, just kind of let us know what we can improve upon there. So, um, having said that, we are going to be out of here, people. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for all the guests we had. Thank you for Adrian. Thank you for yep. Rose. Thank you for Chase. Adrian, Rose, Chase, uh, TB, and Sadie. Yeah, thank you for them. TB, uh, uh, TB I don't. Ayers coming on. Yeah, Chris Ayers uh, reviewing Old Forest. I don't know if TB's going to be back, uh, um, <laughs> you know, but, uh, uh, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, enjoyed having him on, loved having him on. He's a great guy, really great guy, uh, really funny, uh, re- you know, really, really good uh, voice on the pod. So, uh, yeah, hope to have him back. And Sadie's, uh, I'm trying to think uh, uh, when she'll be back. I think I got something else, but I'm trying to see. But Rose will be back to review uh, the Suicide Squad with us. Um, which is coming up August 6th. Um, All right. So to all you people out there, hope you enjoyed listening. And don't forget to always stay tuned. Oh, 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 before we we head out, uh, yeah, tomorrow we're doing a live fight companion for uh, the UFC card. That's going to start uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, It's going to be a watch along with us on ESPN. Yep. Okay. Great. Great stuff. Yep. Reacting to... uh, Reacting to a uh, friend of the show, Miranda Maverick's fight, you can follow her uh, uh, Instagram at fearthemaverick underscore H-O-M-D. Okay, and she's yeah. fighting number 15 ranked Macy Barber tomorrow. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a good fight. It's supposed to be a really, really good fight, heavily contested. Um, I'll make sure to put on my Miranda Maverick shirt right there. I'll make sure to do all that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, ma- I'll make sure my, uh, my Miranda Maverick shirt is out of the dryer by then. Yeah. Uh, all right, people. Uh, love you for you joining us. And don't forget to always stay tuned. Stay tuned.